0: The creators of Relevant Magazine. This is the Relevant Podcast.
1: It's a week of Friday, June 2nd, 2017. It's hard to choose. And this is The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang. And this week's show is brought to you by two sponsors that'll come up later. Yeah, we Nobody don't. wanted to be up in the front. It's too big of a surprise. Here with me in our Orlando studios, Eddie Big Hack Presented by me. Over nice there on the ones and twos, <laughs> our last year's producer, my brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. Ooh, we're in the Vintage Magic shirt. I like it. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah a fine line between vintage and just an old shirt.
2: <laughs> fine line. I think it's walk it, Walking that tightrope yeah, every day. I, yeah, yeah. Over
1: there on the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And if you've been listening along for our little summer fiesta, each week we have a. A guest cast member join us for the whole show. I've loved it. We've had celebrities, comedians, yeah. rappers. Yeah, we've had so many neat people. And this week, no. joining us from New York, New York, the city's so nice I named it twice, <laughs> our friend, celebrity photographer, Andy Barron.
3: Hello everyone. Oh, Andy. Wait, I'm oh. N- I'm neither celebrity nor rapper nor <laughs> musician. So I'm none of those. Andy, things, didn't so. I see
0: you on an Apple thing? Like an Apple commercial? What? You actually yeah. did see me on an
3: Apple commercial Yeah, I did. Recently. What?
0: Yeah, can you tell me about that? Because I wasn't quite sure what I was watching, When I'm are like... Are you endorsed now? I'm like, I know
3: that, I'm man. not. I mean, that'd be awesome, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah. uh, my buddy Ray, um, he's an amazing photographer. Ray Spears are on Instagram. He's Ray Neutron. Shout out to uh, Ray Neutron. Shout out Ray Neutron. Yeah. Um, he, yeah he got featured in a uh, spot for Apple. Um, they're doing stuff about like classes that they're having in store and so they uh asked him if it was like some of his friends wanted to be in it and i was like yeah i'll go help out my buddy ray and go sit and be in an apple commercial so yeah so it was like a saturday i just went and wandered around brooklyn probably things i would have done anyway
1: let me ask you let me ask you about that so so on your days off because you travel you, you you're on the road with chris stapleton a yep. lot of artists foster the people and others uh on your days off
2: you just wander around brooklyn
0: yeah, that seems cool.
2: Do you have a home or are you just aimlessly wandering <laughs> looking for shelter that evening? <laughs> he shacks up
1: at the Apple store. Yeah, he joins these, uh, the things that the classes they do at the Apple store
3: and he just squats.
0: Right. He just yeah. stays there all night. It's it's well, they say he didn't. They have
3: plugs there to charge my phone and
0: stuff. So <laughs> oh, yeah. I figured. His wife, Roxy's like, hey, um, Chris hasn't been on tour for the last week. Where have you been? Just wandering around hey, Brooklyn. A- a- Andy, like, I, I have
2: a question. Are you recording from an Apple store right now? <laughs> are you just using are you using one of their sample computers at this very moment?
3: Yeah, I have I have one of the uh the iPads and I'm just drawing like random pictures that are going to be erased immediately and then I'm charging my phone and recording this while getting my screen replaced from the Genius. So.
2: And I have a little hibachi grill that they don't seem too pleased about, but uh, got some sausages cooking. Anyone's welcome to one, Except on for the three in the middle. Those are all mine. Come I, haven't I haven't eaten in days. It's right at,
0: the, right at the Genius bar. There's just a whole little Andy's little Mai Tai area. Hey, hey,
2: listen, guys, I uh, just want to ask real quick if you mind opening some windows in here. From experience, the carbon monoxide can build pretty fast when you're yeah. using a propane tank inside. So yeah. uh, anyway, sausage will be up soon, but get some ventilation going. Seriously, we're all in danger. Oh my
1: goodness. Uh, Actually, speaking of propane tank inside, uh, let me tell you who's coming on the show today. We have a great show. That's a transition. Unrelated. I'm doing doing what's coming up on the show to get it out of the way, to get back to the propane tank inside. But let's
0: remember that he said, speaking of propane tank inside. I'm putting a pin right there. Like, Jesse,
1: I have to talk to you about that. But first, let me tell you what's coming up on the show today. Coming up later, Local Natives joins us. The incredible group. One of my favorite and Rock yeah. groups, they are actually joining us to walk us through the album and play some of their favorite tracks and stuff. Well,
4: that's I lo- fun. I love that. Yeah, very um, cool.
1: And also coming up uh, later, Jenny Allen. Uh, she's the founder of the If Gathering the If Movement. Oh yeah, she has a new book out called Nothing to Prove.
0: Still haven't been invited to speak at If Gathering. Hmm. I'm starting to take it. Personally. I've attended
1: once
2: and then wasn't oh, asked know. back.
0: If Gathering's your thing. <laughs>
2: I attended was the- actually asked please not to come and stay a certain number of feet. Uh, away from the state. If you don't know if gathering, so.
1: it's a, it's a. They have it's in Austin every year. It's about three thousand women gather, and then there's there's groups all over the country that watch it live. So it's like it's a massive thing. Oh yeah. Uh, I know, they Invited me to come one year. You know, it didn't and, help.
0: And, it's that you wore that swipe right shirt. And oh. I, don't th- I don't think they took... Oh, wow. A collective throne, wow. even from Andy. <laughs> my goodness. I, and, and I was, I,
1: I, I've been to many, uh, many a women's conference over my life. My oh. mom used to host them, and so I would go to okay. hers. Your mom and used so to I host felt them. right at home. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Your and, mom uh, used to
0: host women's conferences? Yeah. Oh, okay. Big, ar-
1: big arena events.
0: Wow. Just put it in the file. Your whole childhood <laughs> is so fascinating to me. I, yeah.
1: Well, I, there's... Christian events out there. My parents' your mom company. Hosted yeah, them. my mom hosted. Yeah, not host, yeah. but like put it on. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Chandler played yeah. drums at them. I a little eleven-year-old Chandler played drums in the worship band at the big women's conferences. Yeah. So, so
2: Chandler, Chandler basically had the same sort of like uh, uh, upbringing as like a Justin Bieber, like a, a little exactly a young like drumming that. phenom. And, and their lives have gone <laughs> dramatically <laughs> different directions.
3: <laughs> instead of Usher, it was Sandy Patty. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want to make fun of Chandler, but I bet that was really cute little guy. I mean, yeah. It's a good experience, man, playing in front of 10,000 people
1: at that age. It's pretty cool. Wow. And they all just thought he was the best thing. Oh, yeah. I
0: have a little daughter, and he
1: was going to get married off. Yeah. Here he is, was, pushing yeah. 30, yeah. single as could be. Yep. Well,
2: <laughs> never, right. I'll say this. Never been more single.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, Jenny
4: Ellen
1: founded the IF Gathering. Yeah. I haven't been in a few years. She hasn't invited me. I don't know why. Uh, yeah. Shauna and I sat on the back row. Shauna Nyquist, uh, you know, she was my anchor, you know, kind of keep, Keep you rooted.
0: Yeah. I feel yeah. like you were fine. We we were all around during that time. I heard a play by play of it. I think I just you're... needed to
1: be near somebody that I knew. That's a definite Yeah. yeah. So you, I knew Shauna and I legal,
0: literally legally up and they did wouldn't not let, let you her go by yourself. Right. If yeah. a guy's there, you need to be a plus one.
4: Yeah, that's right. true. Because
0: right. if you're just buying a ticket alone, <laughs> it's like, a, creep right, that walk down. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like the guy that's doing <laughs> the like
1: sitting by himself in the back row of the if gathering. Yeah, we yeah, get it. Yeah. You wearing mi- wearing the
0: swipe right shirt. Yeah. Right. You minored in women's studies. We know. <laughs> got it. Anyway, he's Jimmy got Alex his propane later. grill and he's cooking dinner trying to get
3: ladies to come over. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for
1: the segue. Here we go. Propane <laughs> tanks inside. Uh, I will forever remember, Jesse, our week in Montana for the fact that uh, a cold front moved in through the middle Mm -hmm. of the week and we started hanging out in the garage area Mm -hmm. and we were playing poker all late night and stuff like that. But to to warm the garage area, they brought in the propane heaters. And so... (laughs) We had like two or three propane heaters going in this little kind of closed off room with yeah. only a slight window crack to ventilate it. And the guys, some of the guys are smoking like cigars and, and right. there's propane. And I mean, it, it dawned on me hours into it that this is probably not healthy. <laughs>
2: Cameron, do do you know a moment that I've been reflecting on from that evening when we had all those tanks going inside was I remember like thinking this probably isn't a great idea, but this is a big room. We'll be fine. And then I remember getting so tired that I could no longer like stay awake. And I was trying to we're playing poker and we're I was trying to cash out my chips. And Cameron and I both got in like a debate about a very basic counting problem. Like, are there 26 chips here? And we probably both counted them four times. So we came to the conclusion that both of our math was wrong. I am now very confident we were suffering the early effects of car- carbon monoxide poisoning. Dude, Jesse, poisoning.
1: Uh, so we recorded last week's podcast from Montana. So we yeah. recorded it Wednesday morning. Jesse got there late, like mm-hmm. midnight or later. Oh, way later. On uh, Monday night. We didn't see him until Tuesday. So when we recorded the show, Jesse only had one day of Montana. Montana under his belt. One day of material. We saw some horses. We got a whole podcast out of it. Right. Wednesday, Thursday,
2: Friday. Yeah. Jesse, did anything happen to you? Did you go under... (laughs) I I feel like there's one story that uh, needs to be retold. I was, uh, you know, everyone kind of during the week goes their separate. Well, you know, there's only like some guys who go fishing, some guys who go like shooting guns, and some guys went, will go I went do off other stuff. Riding so motorcycles, anyway, I, yes, yeah, yes. yeah. So I was with a group that kind of ventured out, and we're making our way back down the highway out in well, the middle of Montana. You went and saw Custer's Last Stand. You saw the battlefield and stuff because that's where we were. Little is right next to the Big yeah, Little yeah. River. It was super cool, super yeah. cool. So anyway, we're making our way back, and we're driving down a a highway in the middle of Montana and we see on the horizon what looks like a possibly abandoned fireworks uh, store. I mean, the way it was so decrepit from the outside coming down the highway that you couldn't tell if it's been sitting abandoned for years or if it's open for business. But we decided either way to go uh, check it out. Of course, if you you
1: come across an abandoned fireworks store,
2: you're gonna you're gonna knock on the door. You're gonna wander around because maybe they left something behind.
0: Guys, we gotta go. Uh, we gotta go set this place on fire asap. We're yeah. Exactly. See what's
2: so brewing. we walk in. We walk in. There's not a soul in there. And the, and, and just to describe it, it's basically like a big dome. Like a, like it's just a dome, circular room, and there's literally nobody in there. No one at the cash register. Mm-hmm. No customers. And I'm pretty sure that we walked into a giant booby trap. <laughs> Either that or they, it's Montana and it's just the honor system out there. Like, you just grab fireworks and you pay, you leave money for what they were. But anyway, we're walking around from you, and this dude walks in from around back who I'm pretty sure was sleeping out there. Like, surprised to see us. Like, oh, oh yeah. hey! Oh! Oh, wow! Um, yeah! Let me know if you got any questions. So anyway, I think he was, like, pretty stoked that people were there because I don't know when the last time this person saw another human being was. Like, I'm pretty sure most of his existence is at this fireworks store. So anyway, we're walking around and we have some questions about fireworks and he's like, well, yeah, dudes, let's go shoot them off right now. So he takes us out to the parking lot and we start shooting off fireworks it, just furthering my theory that this dude, this is his entire social life. Just people that happen to wander <laughs> into his store. up the stock. Uh, yes, just friends. like, yeah, yeah, let's just set it on fire. What do I care? Yeah, so uh, we, 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 make some, we, we decide what we're going to purchase some pretty, as Cameron can attest, some like commercial level fireworks. Yeah. So, so we're about to make our purchases, and another car pulls into the parking lot, and it's this dude who uh, looks like looks like almost like a caveman. He looks insane, uh, and he he, so he informs should, us. He all. should
0: be there. He's the guy that you assumed would be going into the store.
2: Yeah, exactly. It was it was like a combination of uh, like a character. It was like someone you'd meet on like Eastbound and Down if they had been like <laughs> you know a uh, 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 homeless and literally obsessed with fireworks. So he pulls in and he informs us all that he has won a, 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 a sum of money last night gambling and that it is his intention to spend it that day at the fireworks store. <laughs>
0: There could be no worse. I mean, it's a fun investment, but talk about like, there will never be a return. Never. You're like, literally burning, burning your money. money. Right. Yeah. I mean, at yeah. least
2: by, there's nothing tangible. Right. He is literally burning his money. Just- You're setting your money on fire. So he, he asked the guy just straight up, just straight up. I don't want any of this. I want the illegal stuff. And the guy says, okay, cool. Let's go down to the basement and so i I
0: am a police officer no problem come on down to that base so so,
2: so we so like we see we see like this weird kind of like dark stairwell around the corner and the guys i'm with i'm with prop i'm with a couple other dudes and they're like hey let's just follow them let's just go down there
0: i am surprised that prop is allowing this to happen i would feel like props spidey sense would have said like hey 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 You guys are dumb. I'm actually not that dumb. So while while
2: we are walking down the stairs, one of the guys says, uh, uh, like whispers, he's like, we may never come out of this basement. (laughs) Like, like we're all expecting like a big steel door just to slam behind us. But we go down there and there is like there is an arsenal of explosives. A lot of it looks like homemade. So uh, the guy the guy wants to do some more tests and he's like, you guys want to see some of the illegal stuff. That's not a question you say no to. We're in too deep at this point. If he said, hey, you guys want to go see the bodies. At that point, you don't have... No, is not an option. Yeah, yeah. You're You want know to mean? see the bodies. You're, yeah, you're right, yeah. right, right. You, I'm you, you see bodies are see the No one's going to find you out there. No one's going to hear you scream, okay? Right, yeah, you yeah. are in for whatever they got in store. Yeah. So we go out, and he's basically... This is not a joke. He's basically throwing concussion grenades into the parking lot. Oh, my Grr. goodness. Like literally, like the first one that went off, it like pushed us back into the wall. Oh no! <sighs> wow. So the guy who the guy is like getting visibly excited, like 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 a serial killer would, oh, you no. know, like in like a horror movie, like seeing it. The guy that came into buy like to to like a concerning degree, like oh, he no. was he was getting like like psychopathic, like his eyes were getting wide, like he had to what own did, all. What these. did he look like? What did he look like? Yes. He had, he was wearing like a, a, an old ragged Metallica shirt, which was pretty awesome, so, like, uh, but it wasn't it. wearing it ironically. It okay. looked like he found it. It looked like he was lying in a gutter somewhere and he picked it up because I'm pretty sure most of his life is shirtless. Uh, <laughs> he didn't look like he was, to, he was going shopping today, going to so he had, he had to find the, sh- find the yeah, shirt. Yeah, he had, yeah, he had to find it. It was a shirt day for him. The other thing is, I don't know how to say this nicely, but it didn't look like he concerned all that much about hygiene or taking care of his body in any kind of fitness way well same could uh, be said for you his his age, yeah his age was so difficult to tell i want to say he was probably in his uh, upper 40s but to be completely honest with you his diet yeah. and, and basic nutritional intake could in have there. put him in his 20s yeah
0: there was a map of the world on his face there's a <laughs> lot of life in
2: that body yeah <laughs> i uh, agree <laughs> okay imagine like imagine a pirate that has eaten nothing but carl's junior for like 3 years that's what he would
4: like <laughs>
0: <laughs> that
2: was strangely did, perfect did he have like <laughs> slick back long hair did and, he have a for sight, dude you're nailing it he, yeah. had, oh, slick he had back to. dark yeah. hair like scraggly face like imagine a pirate that he's the... believed that to fight off scurvy he needed to eat <laughs> carls jr for every single meal that's he, the guy
0: he's the guy he's the cartoon uh, <laughs> the comic shop comic book guy from the simpsons yeah
2: there you go yeah yeah c- combine him with a pirate okay. you know
0: Okay. But do you think that this guy's dad, when he retired from Pfizer and left him a gigantic <laughs> trust fund, knew that his kid would be blowing off a grand worth of fireworks in the parking lot with a podcaster and a rapper? <laughs> like, that was his dream. Like and, This and is film the culmination. Right? Well, I was
2: thinking a lot too, like my life, both of our lives have intersected. And for some reason we both found ourselves in this moment where we're standing out here with a guy who woke up in the back of a fireworks store, right. very excited just to see other human beings. And we're lighting off dangerous homemade explosive. Oh. Whatever his past is and whatever mine is doesn't matter because we're both there at that moment and there's about a 50 50 chance we're gonna die right there.
1: Perfect, <laughs> perfect setup to a joke. A filmmaker, a podcaster, and a rapper right. walk into a fireworks right. store. It really did,
0: <laughs> It did take the totality of all of human history to make that moment happen. Yeah. Like, well, that that's the
2: other thing. The, <laughs> the other dudes that were there. The other dudes that were there. I'm just gonna say their names. They're not gonna care. It was the uh, um. Uh, uh, was someone who, or I'll tell you what they do at least. They, one of them is a film producer who works at a very prestigious university at a very high profile job. The other one is a very well known movie marketer. The other one is a designer for Under Armour. Like, yeah. so yeah. if we all die there, this is the weirdest culmination of human <laughs> beings to die in a firework accident mm-hmm. ever. That's right. And <laughs> the thing is no one would find our bodies for at least a week, right. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> they wouldn't even know where to look. All they do is, hey, they were driving back from the Little Big meeting museum and never seen again. That's all oh. people will know. Oh, I don't man. know because again, the place look abandoned. I'm pretty sure like that's no one. No one is. I don't think law enforcement. I think they know better to go into this
4: place.
1: Yeah, is that, Jesse, I'll just tell you this knowing you, I, I, I and, and I'm sure the search party would would you know involve us. <laughs> they would we would retrace your steps. We would go to Little Big Horn Museum and we would take the, the path back toward the lodge. Yeah. And I would see the abandoned fireworks store and I would go there. The police there, officer there. would go, No, 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 they didn't go no, there. no, no, no it's you... been closed for years.
4: No. Trust
0: me i told you they're there you have to think crazy yeah you have to think dangerous no regard for your family no regard for anything
2: go to the empty store go to the empty store go to the empty store. is there a back entrance and, and the police officer's like listen inter- you know the no no, you, no deputies going near that place you you boys are on your own and there's a good chance it's booby trapped and you guys are gonna die too so i'm glad this didn't happen
0: he would never go down the dark stairwell go down, go to down the dark stairwell so he yeah. absolutely went down there there's rappers from jolly ranchers the whole way down <laughs> jesse Carey has been there
3: this just sounds like an epic like an adult goonies remake <laughs>
0: sequel
3: <laughs> it's exactly it
0: is. a perfectly diverse and always group going on quite an adventure together
3: so you're in the park the kids all the kids took the money from that they got from when they were kids and found the original treasure, have lived these crazy lives. They're now movie producers and rappers and all this stuff, and they come back together for one last hoorah in Montana. Yeah. In Montana, they find an abandoned fireworks store. Well, one, mean, of them's,
1: one of them g- is getting married. This is kind of like yeah. the Hangover
2: kind of yes. last hurrah for yeah, the boys. Exactly. <laughs> right. yeah. Get the band back together. Yeah, exactly. And also Jesse. <laughs> so so I so I mean well, fortunately after setting off those concussion grades grenades we we felt like it was safe to be on our way that is until the pirate uh, Carl's <laughs> jr guy really felt like it was the right time to start regaling us in his stories yes um, he's been blowing he's been telling us what happens he went on I mean I, I'm gonna condense a little bit of this so you can use your imaginations because most of it's illegal and not appropriate for me to say on the internet um, but uh, he, he he puts <laughs> These these grenades that he's buying into refrigerators and microwaves mm-hmm. and old old dilapidated vehicles just to see what they do. Like he's blowing up appliances out there, and he was showing us techniques that he uses to throw them over his landlord's home in the oh, middle no. of the night to wake no. him up.
5: No way.
2: Wow. Yeah, and so. Anyway, the guy leaves. The guy the guy finally leaves after all these stories. And all of us at this point are legitimately scared that at any moment that psychopath is gonna light off one of those in the store and just go down in the blaze of glory that I know he one day will. And the guy the guy who woke up in the fireworks store, he goes after after the guy leaves. This is a man not the manager or the employee. The guy who woke up in the fireworks store. Yeah, yeah. Who I don't know what his relationship with the store is. I'm assuming he's an employee. But I don't know if he fell asleep back there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there, there's a good chance he was just wandering through fields, fell asleep behind the store, and just felt an obligation to serve the customers that wandered in. Well, they're but very either,
1: kind <laughs> in Montana. They're very helpful, kind people. Yeah, two, it's like a, it's like a commune, no, you know, Jesse, firework two, commune.
0: Two things: Did you actually end up buying anything? Because it seems like everything you wanted to see, he would just light off in the yeah. Oh yeah, we forest. bought
2: something. You're not again. I didn't feel safe not buying something at that point. I kind of felt like it was like okay, you saw the show, time to pony yeah. up, boys. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, so, so it was either he was going to get our money. But he was going to get our money one way or the other. We decided to take the easy way, not the hard way, Eddie. Yeah. Um, so, so we're about, so, so we're about to leave. The the, the pirate dude drives off uh, in, in his truck, and the guy working at the fireworks store looks truck. at us. He goes, "Guys, I'm a pretty crazy dude." But he was, like, motioning the hand motions of that guy. That guy said that he would, like, hold grenades in both hands and throw them a certain way. He's like, I'm not that crazy. That guy's going to die. And I was like, all right, well, have fun. Thanks for the fireworks. See you guys later. I'm never going to report any of this. So, anyway, it was quite an adventure. We got some sweet fireworks out of the deal, though. Cameron can attest to that.
1: Yeah, I know. The last night we were there, it was like, I was... Um, I was in town. I was in Fort Smith at yep. night and, uh, and I was uh, coming back toward the lodge and could see this Disney... From, from a ass- town away. Yeah, yeah, this fireworks display <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, Montana.
0: And I'm like... That's Jesse. That's what's yeah, I didn't even know they went to the
1: fireworks store. I just knew that that was Jesse. Yeah, uh, and Sure weird. enough,
0: it was. There's going to yeah. be a PS to this story when Jesse is just sitting through sitting in front of his computer, clicking through CNN in like five years, and it's like two Montana men die in grenade battle. Jesse's like, I got to call the FBI. Uh, I, I got a whole story. I know too much. I know, I know too there's much. There's a story I never told. I I got to call him. <laughs>
1: I, uh, out of you know Jesse playing with explosives and stuff, I'm actually the one who almost died in Montana. Really? I literally almost died a couple times. Oh, yeah. Was, the mo-
2: yeah. The motorcycle trip.
1: Yeah. it was. We rented cycles, motorcycles in Billings on Wednesday. They were nice. It's like an hour and a half away. Yeah. So, you know, the ride back was epic. And on Wednesday, it was beautiful. It was 80, sunny. It's fairly flat out there, isn't it? Well, I mean, it's rolling hills and there's mountains. I mean, it's yeah. a reservation area, though, but it's so it's more the open plains and mm-hmm. kind of the... Where the hills and the buffalo play, that kind of thing, where mm-hmm. it's like you kind of that rolling. And so it's it just epic. It was just Pretty. you know, can you know, three hundred sixty degree views. It's yeah. amazing. And uh and then on Thursday we wake up and then we had to return the bikes back in Billings by about two o'clock. And so we were gonna go on a ride up in the mountains and um, and we get up and I, I, I'm sleeping in the house, second floor, and the house is shaking almost like Gone with the Wind, you know, or, or, or like Auntie <laughs> M or, or Wizard of Oz. Like, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like you wonder if the house is going to make it. And what had happened is a cold front was coming in. And so the it was 80 all week and then on it was in the 50s on Thursday and in the 40s. And so when a front moves into Montana, it moves in violently and fast. And the wind was insane, like 50, yeah. 60, 80-mile-an-hour gusts of wind. Wow. And we're trying to wait it out. And and around noon, it's like we had to return the bikes by two. It's an hour and a half out. We got to go. And so we bundled up. and it's frigid. We bundled up, and we got to go. And the speed limits in Montana, as Jesse told you last week on the podcast, are 80, yeah. even on the two-lane roads and stuff wow. out there. And so cars are wanting to go 80. And 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 we're we're riding and so you're going and I'm on a Harley, which I'm it's the first time I'm riding a Harley and the first time I've been on these roads and um and I'm riding and and side crosswinds sixty, eighty miles an hour are, are pummeling us. Wow. And and then all of a sudden like and I mean, so we're going as best we can. Uh wind is pushing us into the other lanes and stuff is really awful. And then it started raining. And oh, then wow. the road oh, got incredibly slick. And then the wind is pushing us. And then we had to stop a number of times. We had to go as slow as we could without causing a real problem on the road. Yeah. So we're going like 60 or 70. And then uh, we got on the interstate. We had to go to interstate 45 minutes. And the same thing. And I'm, I'm telling oh, you, it's That's crazy. like legit dangerous. Yeah. 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 There, were, there were a number of times I actually, I mean, we, we, were, we were praying serious. I mean, like it was, it, was, it was bad. Yeah. It took us like three and a half hours to go back. Oh. It, was, it was really, it was really crazy. bad. And then when we get to Billings, around three thirty, four o'clock, uh, uh the sky opens up and it's so beautiful and the and and, and it turns into beautiful weather. Right um, now that, that's and, and, that's when you want to do it. And then I'm <laughs> telling the guy at the dealer like why we were two hours late. Yeah. And he's looking up at the sky like you're liar. <laughs> you yeah. know, like I'm like, You you don't understand. You know, like yeah. I'm drenched, yeah. we're fr- like frostbitten yeah. almost, yeah. you know. It was it was awful. I really, really regretted I mean, it was just, it was a really horrible situation. Oh, bummer. I'm really glad I made it.
2: I know. Like so. we got back later and like, we're all goofing around. Like talk, we, we had just gone like shooting guns. And like I said, we're like throwing the football. Like it could not be more leisurely of a day. And Cameron literally is still pale as a ghost. Like two hours later, t- telling <laughs> about how he, he, his life flashed before his eyes for three consecutive hours. Like just straight adrenaline for, for all afternoon. My, my hands were like, claw because you're
1: you're like literally like white knuckle holding on yeah. just trying not to fly off the bike because yeah. you're getting pushed yeah. your body is getting pummeled by wind that's trying to push you off the motorcycle right yeah. uh, it was unbelievable I mean that's scary enough in a car I can't even imagine with, right. uh, oh yeah you know, cars motorcycle. were getting yeah. pushed into yeah. us yeah. because yeah, the wildly. cars are
2: getting side swiped by the wind right that's mean, like real. Meanwhile, real I'm super chilled out. In all honesty, guys, I, I still had a little buzz going from the leftover carbon monoxide fumes from the propane I yeah. was sitting by. So, right. I, I mean, I was, I was pretty uh, mellow at that Jesse's point.
0: Jesse's just but. rocking on the front porch, juggling grenades and
6: just waiting for you to get back. <laughs> hey,
0: check this out. Yeah. <laughs>
2: hey, listen, anybody got a old microwave? Heard a cool trick.
1: Yeah. yeah, but we did. Uh, what was it Thursday night? We went skeet shooting out the back. Yeah. P- uh, There's a cliff oh, yeah. like off the back porch and uh, we were shooting skeet and whatever. And then we ran out of skeet and they started.
0: Uh, they threw a soda can and yeah. I and I, pff, and I yeah, exploded the soda clan. It was like
1: a fireworks at my own little fireworks when show.
0: the house was shaking were the people who own the house nervous no they
1: said they had they uh we asked like are we <laughs> yeah. safe and he goes oh yeah, yeah yeah, the house is okay i mean we've lost the
2: roof a couple of times
0: wow. oh come on this is just part of it yeah.
2: Yeah. that same night i'm staying in a, a like this like bungalow style cabin with prop and i Buffalo, wake New up York. early what's that
0: did you say buffalo style cabin bungalow oh I bungalow think buffalo All so right. i was yeah, like shaped in like house. a giant buffalo. i was in the house
2: lodge. <laughs> 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 Pop, prop and i prop and i gutted a buffalo and slept in there the whole way <laughs> it was a giant buffalo i mean we were like, like empire cozy. Yeah. Back
3: style where yeah. you just cut yeah. it open and go inside it's yeah, open it
2: up prop up the tauntaun and crawl in and prop that exactly. spoon yeah 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 i mean my, my sleeping bag was buffalo in yards uh, quick, real cozy guys <laughs> not, a, not a portion of this animal will go to waste I'll make sure of that here's the pillow this is the sheets yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, here gosh. this long is the pillow yeah a, a, a buffalo prop and I poached illegally no anyway uh, but we're staying in like the this uh, bungalow like cabin and uh, I woke up like I don't know like 6.30 in the morning, and the door is wide open to the <gasps> no way. I swear, I swear, it's wide open, and like cold wind is blowing in. I'm like, man, my prop is up early. I thought he was like sitting out on the porch, like on the phone or something. And so I go back to sleep, and I wake up like an hour later, the door's still open, and I'm like, man, this is so weird. Why would he just leave the door open? He knows I'm in here. I look, prop is fast asleep. <laughs> Either one of two things happened, and I'm and I'm pretty confident it's, it's not the wind. Either the wind was so strong that it it turned a doorknob and blew the door open. <laughs> like, where Prop and I were visited that night. Oh, yeah,
0: there's just like a single grenade sitting in the, do- in, the- <laughs>
2: like, like in the door. I think we were followed home, and I think that guy slept in the room with us. Oh,
0: absolutely. <laughs> there's just- I'm not sure
2: he didn't follow us back to Virginia right now. No, no, you
0: just there's a strange the old Montana microwave Bayern. sitting outside the door.
2: let's
3: don't you? don't you have your crazy neighbor that you don't know where he went to or something? Oh, Joe. Yeah. Joe, the neighbor. I mean, (laughs) is it possible that he's kind of assumed another life? Like, a no, this is his brother program situation. It's his brother,
0: Jim. Yeah. And Andy, the, to your point, you can't prove it's not him.
2: Yeah. You know, like we
0: don't have evidence either way. And I, I go with your
2: theory. Yeah. No, Andy, it's not. It's not possible that he he is off the grid, living a, a secret, a, a, an alternative identity for reasons that will remain unclear to most people. It's absolutely certain that's what happened. The question <laughs> is, did he relocate to Montana? Yeah, a yeah, <laughs> fine question. No, no, no. Or is he is he just another guy sleeping behind that fireworks stand? Again, I equally as plausible. You just um, happened to be
3: there on the off day. So
2: so I was in I was at the main house,
1: you know, where we all had dinners and things like that. And then there was a series of basically (laughs) hotel rooms as individual as individual standalone (laughs) cabins,
2: (laughs) but it's just a a hotel room, basically. You know, a a little two person bunk. What was it like sharing a room with Prop? It was very pleasant. I will say, like, prop is like super into artisan coffee. Like, he's grinding his own beans. He's using like weird machines that I don't know how to pronounce and he, I don't he know travels what they with do. His
1: own like Chemex setup, and he yeah, does a well, hand I, grinder. I have and,
2: heard
0: this and respect uh, this. Yeah,
2: yeah. It, it's like a, it's like a, t- it's no lie. a Ten step process, and he gets, he get like for me to brew a cup of coffee, it takes the amount of time to press a button on a K cup machine. <laughs> right. For right. him, for him, he's got to get, an, he's got to get it started like an hour early to get the cop coffee. Right. right. Perfect.
1: That's why the door was open. He had to yeah. like aerate the, the beans uh,
0: with the fresh. You <laughs> gotta, let, gotta let those things breathe. Yeah, yeah if you don't yeah. get four minutes of recirculated air right before you press. <laughs> yeah, it, it's almost not worth drinking. Yeah. but but yeah. no lie,
2: I would wake up uh, after after like I had a cup of his coffee. I'm like, prop, this is really good. I I swear this is true. A couple mornings I wake up, he's standing over my bed while I'm still sleeping, holding a cup of coffee. Serve me coffee in bed. That's how good of a dude he is. <laughs> wow. wow.
1: Yeah, I would have been like, cool. I want to keep sleeping. Thanks.
2: Thank you. No, right. I mean, I, I, I saw the work he had put in. He was up yeah. most of the night making that single <laughs> half cup of coffee, so it would be extremely rude to... to right. And like I said, there was probably a ghost in the room, too, so yeah. I don't want to anger that by being rude because hey, something yeah. opened that door. <laughs>
0: Hey, Prop, thanks so much. It is 4 a.m. Um, do you think maybe we could take a rain check on that? I don't
2: know. If you get the other pot going now, I yeah. think it'll be ready by 8.30. That's a better time. I'm going to try me. to make it till 8 at least local time. So, yeah, so you might want to hurry getting the next pot going because it is a process. Thanks so much, Propaganda the Rapper. Yeah, he planted coffee beans outside
0: and grew them.
2: And then by the end of the week, our first pot
4: Jelly. was ready. Well, he
1: wanted to, yeah, to truly have a native experience experience he wanted to ex- have local beans and That's so right. to, they, there weren't any available so he had to plant his own
2: I mean this is yeah, how exactly. organic he and was I, right before we went to the airport we both got about two sips of very delicious coffee but it was a week-long <laughs> process yeah.
0: I would like prop to have shown the uh, th- the fireworks store guy yeah. the full coffee making process just to see if a <laughs> fireworks <laughs> store guy can even process what's happening in front of him like I feel like just two completely different worlds oh, have yeah. collided
2: yeah. not only that because I feel like the amount of, of, of time Prop puts into one delicious cup of coffee is way more time yeah. than that guy puts into an illegal firework that he made that could blow up a small building. Yeah. Like, it's not even close. Like, the, the care that Prop took was far more care than that guy took throwing, lighting, or making any of the fireworks in that store. Jesse, hey. when you
1: came back from that week, did you like have any, like, a different perspective on things? I, I came back honestly grateful for life. I mean not because of the rest and fun experiences but literally because I felt like I could have died and it's like okay I literally came back and I started thinking like okay if it was all over tomorrow I want to like I want to go out with a bang and like what do I want to give the last part of my life to and like really started to rethink like work huh. and it'll pass. Life
0: and that'll all pass. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, no. I've <laughs> we'll been we'll be
1: meetings for the last two days. We're actually making some major changes for 2018. Uh, oh, yeah, it's all. Like, I was like, I want to get off the hamster wheel. I mean, there's things I yeah. want to do. I want to live. I want to be so intentional about this and this and this. I, I, I'm detoxing. I, I mean, it's kind of necessary All the propane, but you know, I'm like, yeah. I'm just like coming back like <laughs> right. I just like I just
2: grab life by the horns. You yeah, know what I'm saying? You gotta yeah. yell at me. Like, like
1: like Jesse's Buffalo House. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I grabbed it by the horns, wrestled it, disemboweled it, and slept in it for a week. That's how I feel about life right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, well okay, Cameron, let me ask this: When did that like like how long was it? When you got home that you realized, look, life is fragile. Like at any moment, one of us could be blown Jesse, off the Jesse, that a night motorcycle. I played
1: poker until 4:30 in the morning because who knows if I'm gonna get another chance to play poker again?
2: Yeah. You know you know what I'm saying, who, like, yeah. just, who knows when the propane toxic toxicity in that room is going to reach a lethal level? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I seize the day, man. I always yeah. like Carpe Diem movies, I like Field yeah. of Dreams, I like all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like, just Carpe Diem, like, it, it reminds,
0: yeah. It reminds me of Chandler's favorite song, I Hope You Dance, um, that talks about living life to the fullest. <laughs> What's that, I Hope
2: You Dance? Chandler, will you play a clip of your favorite song?
0: Dance. It's a I classic,
3: man. Still got it.
2: When Cameron was yes. flying down a Montana highway, inches from death, this was blasting in his helmet. Because knew it he knew until he went down, this is what he wanted and to play. <laughs> that
0: was please I Hope You Dance please please by Leon Womack. No, no. <laughs> Next up on the show.
5: <laughs> oh, man. That
0: was really great that you pulled that out. We, we've never, we, I don't get to do that often. But when I do, I choose I Hope You Dance <laughs> <laughs> by Leon Not anything new or... Culturally relevant.
2: Oh, well, man. you took Cameron's profound uh, moment and made a <laughs> mockery out of it. Ever, <laughs> I did, <so>. actually.
0: <laughs> I'm glad, well, well, i I watched Dead Poets Society this weekend. Oh, yeah. yeah. The house. You're just ripping pages out of your magazines. Ooh, I'm telling you. Just, I, <laughs> oh, Captain, my captain. I was
1: standing on my desk this morning.
2: Oh, I mean, yeah. I, yeah. You know, <laughs> every day that's what you do. That you was unrelated. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he did stand on his desk. Guys. Oh, my goodness.
0: You're just looking through old issues, just ripping pages out in front of the staff. <laughs> I just,
1: uh, yeah. Disregard this. I don't know what this was.
0: Well, All glad right. you're not dead. That's an actual statement. I, yeah. honestly, well, we're glad you made as, it. Jokes aside, glad you're here. <laughs> Thanks. I, I am too. Nobody wants Chandler hosting their show. Right? <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, what a train. I mean, so it'd true. be,
1: it'd be literally nonstop. Uh, I hope
7: you <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
0: <laughs> you know. Everything's so going break.
1: <laughs> you know this
0: song? Of course. Oh, oh, it's course. a great I song. I singing like five funerals. Oh no. <laughs> it's oh, a yeah. funeral song? It's everything. If you get a chance to sit it out or dance, I I hope hope you you... last time I heard this song. I was at a steakhouse in Buffalo, New York. Yeah, Yeah, it's beautiful song Chandler. Thank you for bringing that up. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, we'll move the show along. It's time for our weekly look back at what happened in culture and entertainment. It's time for... In case
5: you missed it. Well, in
1: case you missed it, uh, this week, Mark Zuckerberg discussed prayer and purpose during his Harvard commencement speech. Uh, well, Actually, it was last week. The one-time professed atheist openly talked about praying daily. Yeah. As he wrapped up the speech, he recited an ancient Jewish prayer that he sings to his daughter nightly. Um, it sounds like this. I hope you
5: did. <laughs> oh, that'll never get <laughs> oh, we're gonna invest
4: on a huge
2: sound. I hope you dance at the new relevant podcast rickroll. Oh I, man, I, the new relevant
0: podcast rickroll. I hope you dance.
2: And hey, can we? Can someone get a video like Cameron? You need to have a video of you like blasting down a highway on a Harley, and that we're just gonna. This song is gonna be played in the background.
5: Uh-huh. Oh.
2: I'm, tears are streaming down my face as I'm screaming as I'm screaming, oh, singing an occasional gust of wind like <laughs> wildly <laughs> blows you almost off the road man so oh, beautiful
4: oh my goodness
2: and then, really? it, it, yeah. then there's a slow dissolve and it's just that crazy dude from the fireworks store sta- would, staring off into an explosion I, I will say it, that it's I, the crazy it's the crazy dude from the fireworks store shaking his fist violently at his landlord off on the un- unseen horizon
0: right and he's the one playing like acoustic guitar and singing <laughs> (laughs) like backup vocals who are like, wow.
4: It's it's that
2: guy and then it's another dissolve and it's that guy and the guy who woke up behind the fireworks store, slow dancing with fireworks going off in the background.
0: Propaganda's just in the back grinding coffee. It's like, what is going on?
2: I'm doing.
0: This video got weird. This is, this is a very strange, strange version of this
2: song. And then then the last 20 minutes are just a loop of a microwave exploding in in (laughs) super slow (laughs)
4: motion. Sorry. And <laughs> and I got so
1: pushed dumb. I got pushed up the interstate <laughs> over the hill as I'm cresting over yeah. the hill you see me way in the background just getting pushed off the edge of the highway just right. 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 off off flying off a cliff on a slight motorcycle slight explosion as well yeah. oh know? my goodness anyway here's a clip of, <laughs> of the prayer
0: so before you walk out those gates one last time and as we sit here in front of Memorial Church I'm reminded of a prayer Misha that I say, whenever I face a big challenge, that I sing to my daughter, thinking of her future, when I tuck her in at night,
5: and it
4: goes,
6: may the source of strength,
0: who blessed the ones before us,
6: help us find the courage
0: to make our lives a blessing. I hope you find the courage to make your life a blessing. <laughs> Congratulations, class of 2017. Good luck out there. Wow. That is inspiring. Oh, man.
3: I feel like I that's just... going to be the next internet thing. You know, there's that thing where they, they put the Titanic theme song behind anything and it right. sounds.
4: Yeah.
3: It, it makes it 10 times better. This needs to be the next one, this song. Yeah,
4: absolutely.
1: <laughs> uh, earlier in the speech, you told the graduates, I'm here to tell you that finding your purpose isn't enough. Uh, the ch- you know what it needs. I'm here to tell you that finding your purpose isn't enough. The challenge for our generation is to create a world where everyone has a sense of purpose. When our parents graduated, that sense of purpose reliably came from your job, your church, your community. But today technology and automation are eliminating many jobs. Membership in a lot of communities is declining. Many people feel disconnected and depressed and are trying to fill a void. To keep our society moving forward, we have a generational challenge to not only create new jobs but create a renewed sense of purpose. Now turn it oh, Leon Womack oh, <laughs> is the best. <laughs> That's the pirate guy singing that. Oh, the Whenever one door closes. Come on, you don't know.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Hey, in case you missed it, Ariana Grande (laughs) is going to return to Manchester for a massive uh, benefit concert and is bringing some high-profile friends with her. Yeah. Uh, Earlier this week, Coldplay, uh, Pharrell, Justin Bieber, and Katy Perry all announced that they are among the artists. There probably will be more. They're going to join uh, Ariana uh, for the the One Love Manchester uh, concert next week. It's June 4th.
0: The guy from One Direction who put out an album that's not Harry Styles. Oh, the other guy. Uh, Zayn. No, Neil, Nile, not Neil, Ronnie, <laughs> Andy. Do you know this guy's name? He's <laughs>
1: Zane, Harry Styles and Neil.
0: Really? There's a Nile. Yeah, Nile. <laughs> he, yeah. He just put out an album and it's like, hey, listen, Harry Styles album is one of the better albums lately. Why don't you just delay your release by a couple months? But yeah. they're like both out there. One direction. Yeah. Uh,
1: all proceeds from the show are going to go take. to the We Love Manchester Emergency Fund in partnership with the British Red Cross and Manchester City Council. You know, earlier in the month, a uh, terrorist suicide bomber killed 23 concert concertgoers and injured more than 100 more uh, following a performance by Ariana Grande. In a statement, she said, "We were not. We will not quit or operate in fear. We won't let this divide us. We won't mm-hmm. let hate win. Our response to this violence is, must be to come closer together, to help each other, to love more, to sing louder, and live more kindly and generously than we did before." Uh, that's frankly what I've, how I've been trying to live since uh, Montana, Jesse. Yeah. Uh, hey, in case you missed it, you too unveiled a new worshipful version of I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking
0: For. Hey, Cameron, can we hear a clip of it? Yep. I hope
4: you <laughs>
2: this sounds nothing like the original version, but I got to tell you, I think it's better.
5: I hope you
1: Bono can hit the falsettos.
4: Yeah. Uh, hey, you know,
1: this is <laughs> He's Letterman. really been working on his range. This is Letterman-esque the way we're grinding this into the ground. I love it. We don't
0: do it often, but when we do, we oh, certainly man. take it too far.
1: <laughs> the band uh, recently stopped by Jimmy Kimmel Live to promote the summer's Joshua Tree Tour and played a surprisingly worshipful rendition of their classic song. At one point in the song, Bono announced, Take you to church, Selah. Not like that. Uh he said it with an Irish accent. And it's hard to do a and, uh, bottom. And guest singers uh, began worshiping. Here is
6: a clip. Yeah,
5: that's good. He will lift
6: you higher, you higher. He will lift
0: you up when you He will bring you shelter. That's Jimmy Kimmel singing. That was Jimmy, Yeah.
2: This song still gives me chills. I've oh, heard man. it a thousand well, times, but that new verse is really cool. Come on. Oh, boy. They're so good. I, I think I'm going to see them Well, yeah, it, it, oh, it, For the rest of the song, there's like a gospel choir singing. It's killer. It's incredible. Uh, This summer, all summer long, they're
1: touring in honor of the 30th anniversary of the release of their classic album. I've been to three or four U2 concerts over the last five, six, seven years, and I'm not that big of a U2 fan. I loved
0: this album. We have made fun of them roundly together on
1: this show. But the funny thing is, I saw them uh, three years ago in LA on their last tour. I was with you. Yes, you were. And uh, Prop was there as well. It It was Prop's birthday. We took prop to a U two concert, the widest place I could think to take him. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's taken
3: him to a U two show and Montana to shoot guns <laughs> and catch fish.
1: Hey, he's taken me to Compton. He's taken. We stretch each other's. I was on a hip hop yeah, con- rap, rap video. Rap video. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Come on, with Ty Dolla Sign. That's We're weird. I didn't hear video. anything about that. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Andy, That's Andy, to talk. talk of the hip hop yeah. world. Yeah. Andy, it can talk. I ask you a real question about yeah. the Joshua Tree? Yes. What do you think about the the photo on the album like cover? Cause it's like one of the most iconic band photos slash album yeah. covers of all time as a great and accomplished photographer. What do you think? I about mean, that?
3: I think it's amazing. Anton Corbin who took it, one of the best photographers out there still working. Um, right. I mean, it's always the debate is the photo really good because the album's really good or other, other way around. But I mean, I think it's just a great photo. They look tough. It's black and white. I mean, what else do you need?
0: Nailed it. Yeah. Feels like I could have taken it then. Uh- <laughs> Hey guys, look tough. Hold on, I gotta switch film real quick. Great, black and white film. Done. Joshua Tree, what's next?
2: You know what? Sorry guys, I was actually taking a video on my phone. That's embarrassing. <laughs> we're gonna do this thing again. Look tough again. <laughs> I'll, just get a, I'll just get a still frame. It's not a good deal. We'll Let's just get, we'll get out of
3: here. Real quick, now, like, jump up and down real quick. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, fi- we'll fix this all in post. Let's get you know out, out of here.
2: We're in the middle of the Joshua Tree desert. Yeah. desert. I heard there's jackals and I'm not too keen to find out. So, Wildly what's high hot. talent, boys? Very, very hot
1: out here. The show that Andy and I were at in LA was at the Forum and it was that whatever album tour and that album is forgettable and and uh zoo tv no that was a while ago (laughs) um uh anyway that you know and the the, you two knows what the crowd wants and so they're playing all classics they're playing kind of the best of every era and then there was this moment about two-thirds of the way through the show where like the set changed and and bono was like you know we're gonna now do four songs from the new album you know like this is why we're here Yeah, and you can just feel the air get sucked out of the room like nobody cared it wasn't good songs they were clearly not as good as the songs that they'd been playing right and then they come back you know right after that with you know they end on a high note with all the classics and I think as an artist you gotta know you gotta feel the difference they must know you must know and so it's like for them to do you know, the 30th anniversary and just do Joshua tree, which is what everybody wants anyway, when they go to a YouTube concert, like I, I love that they're doing this. They're just yeah. kind of yeah. saying, all right, we get it guys. Here yeah. you go. You know, I go back. There's no shame in it either. No, nah. right, right. yet. Just,
0: I'm still glad they're writing music because when you go yeah. and see those bands that don't write and you're like, you've been touring on the same yeah, greatest like the hits or whatever. Yeah. yeah. For like 40 years this is Stones. a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I bet it's just like, okay, well, you know, Hopefully, there's enough of a gap that if they do another album, it'll be like yeah. a real a moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. uh, in case you missed it, this dude went to an open mic night and told only jokes from AI assistants like Siri, Alexa, and Cortana. Amazing. Uh, a wired writer decided to test out the jokes told by the voice-activated digital assistants by bringing them to a live audience. Most of the jokes are objectively terrible. Uh, they, added, they actually used a decibel meter to see which jokes got the biggest
7: laugh. Here's... A clip. Uh, I stayed up all night trying to figure out where the sun went, and then it dawned on me. Uh, (laughs) Why do scuba divers always fall backwards out of the boat? It's because if they fell forwards, they'd still be in the boat. (laughs) Oh, oh, wow. A ham sandwich walks into a bar. Bartender says, Sorry, we don't serve food here. Uh, I like that joke. (laughs) (laughs) Uh I did. Good. Good. I told the doctor I broke my arm in two places. He told me don't go into those places. Oh! oh, oh. <laughs> it's, so, um, do you think frogs are any good at surfing? <laughs> totally no, no. no. That's something Colin <laughs> this say. I
2: hate, I hate that I'm one
3: of the. What few did the puppy want to be when he grew up? Dad, <laughs> and I laughed archaeologist.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a great point, Andy. <laughs> Andy's loving. It. Andy's taking notes right now.
4: What <laughs> no, is <ready>
5: that? <laughs>
2: Uh,
7: what did one iPhone say to the other iPhone? I used to know this one. Which horse runs the city? The mayor, of course. Oh, oh. man. It's just, it's just silent. It's so difficult. <laughs> <to> <laughs> What's the best part of living in Switzerland? I don't know, but the flag is a big plus.
1: <laughs> it's, just, it's like it watching a John Crist video.
4: Yeah.
7: No. <laughs> we love you, John Christ. Oh, kidding,
1: man. man. Um, so, yeah, many of the tech companies like Apple, Microsoft, and Google actually hired professional screenwriters to come up with that material. Uh, Siri was hands down the least funny, and Google's Home Assistant performed the best. All right, well, that'll do it for in case you missed it. Stay tuned up next. Slices. I take my chances
5: and
1: the song is rewind. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard bleachers with don't take the money. It's what I say to the staff every payday.
4: Keep it. Yeah.
1: Save it. Save it. Well, this week's slices segment is brought to you by Squarespace. Uh, whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all included with your Squarespace website. Creating a site with Squarespace is a simple intuitive process. You can add and arrange your content and features with the click of a mouse, and you can design a best in class site using their award winning templates, customizable settings, and more. All without a single plugin. You can even build an amazing store and they have crazy good commerce tools and customer support. And when you pay for a year of Squarespace, you get a custom domain included for free. It's a great that seems deal. Nice of them. Well, Squarespace has a special offer for Relevant Podcast listeners. You can start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter offer code RELEVANT to get 10% off your first purchase. I would highly recommend you do it.
0: Yeah. I, I got to get on ihopeudance.gov.
1: L- literally, dude, literally today I was in a meeting and we came up with an idea and I was like, you know, what? I can just I can just throw that up. I can do a Squarespace site real quick. You know, like, yeah, like it's just like I don't want to bother the web team with this. I'll make something that looks fantastic and I it
0: can is, do it in an evening. It is pretty funny the stuff that like there's some of it that's like designers that are relevant and there's some of it that's Squarespace and it's a real blurry line. Right. Like you yeah. know, which is cool, like, I know.
2: <laughs> all right, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right. So the fast food chain Burger King is getting ready to expand operations and build a bunch of new restaurants in Belgium. So in order to promote this new initiative, they have launched an online campaign where people can go and vote of who should really be the king of Belgium, the Burger King mascot or King Philippe, the actual king of Belgium. Uh, you know, they have like a little animated thing. And if you go to the website, you can place your vote. And if you vote for the king of Belgium, it basically won't let you actually place the vote. It keeps saying, like, are you sure? Like, he can't cook fries. He can't cook Whoppers for you. It's kind of a funny little thing to promote. Pretty, pretty uh, the- silly
0: little joke, right? It's not yeah. like a, it's not like a, I wouldn't have thought of it in terms of a, like social marketing coup. Like, yeah, okay, well, I get it. They both yeah. have king in it.
2: Yeah. So, uh, you know, again, totally harmless. I mean, you're making fun of a king of a literal modern king, which in and of itself, the fact that a king even exists is still sort of hilarious. Like they have no actual power, a constitutional monarchy. They can do nothing they literally do nothing they just get paid to hang out and be a king uh, so of course the crown uh, the 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 royal royalty of Belgium had uh, the the lamest response ever and they said that they they have told they reach out to Burger King and they, this is their quote we are not happy with them uh, for this campaign so uh, uh, Belgium now uh, or Burger King rather is going to revisit the campaign and, and deliberate whether they should pull it or because it's offended the King personally, no one in Belgium is offended by this, but the king personally yeah. is offended. Or whether they're going to, they're going to keep going strong. One, they've already done an effective job of promoting these new Burger Kings. Two, do not back down, Burger King. It's ridiculous <laughs> that kings are still around. This isn't the medieval times, right? Yeah. Like, what, England, what is the king
1: going to do? You realize like, England has a, 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 a monarch, a monarchy. Oh yeah, you yeah. realize that, right? Queen on like, Netflix is the best show. I mean, it's, when she dies, England will have a king.
2: I know, and I think it's super lame. Like, (laughs) these people are born. Okay, it's like having a family that literally, just by being born, they have no power, they have no jobs, they just get paid a bunch of money and live in a mansion that the people pay for.
1: Okay, so Jesse, you know, seize the day since we got back from Montana. I've had to catch up on a lot of my DVR reality shows. And I've been watching a lot of TV over the last couple days. Because that's how I want to live my life. And uh, I've you know like I, Taco Bell I think has doubled down on the fact that we're going to do disgusting food <laughs> right, yeah. and you're going to get it, own it. It's lean in in into it I mean, like uh, we were driving in the car yesterday, and Cohen looked over at a Taco Bell sign, dis- uh, window display, and he's like, "Naked chips," and it was like naked chicken <laughs> chips, and it's like literally triangle pieces of chicken that they're selling as chips, and they have like a chicken fried chicken shell. They're just like disgusting. They don't care. <laughs> right. They did they it love
2: I love
0: it. It's like they just put their toes in the water a couple of years ago. They're like, who would possibly put yeah. two shells with beans in the middle of an eat it? And yeah. they're like, oh, oh, oh everyone. everyone. Oh, I yeah. know. So,
2: I know that their marketing so, meetings are mad and yeah. it's like it's just like <laughs> blank lines, and then they have like a pool of like disgusting ingredients that they're just randomly combining. So, I love so, it.
1: So you know, uh, there's two directions that fast food's going. You know, it's kind of like, oh man, sales are down at McDonald's. We got to get a healthier, fresher menu. Millennials want healthier options. We want farm to table. Let's mm-hmm. see if we can uh, inject salads and wraps and different things. Right, right. there's, and then <laughs> or, and then Taco Bell is killing right. it by going the complete other direction. Burger King is languishing in the middle. Right. Yeah. I think they've played their hand about what direction they're going because while I've been watching my marathons of DVR catching up, there have yeah. been a lot of Burger King commercials. Yeah. And it's been playing this song. I don't know if you've, got, know if you've seen these commercials. I love this and song. And it's Return the commercial the is this song and it's the king singing it and it's the 90s video of return of the mac with mark morrison but the king's head is on the guy mm-hmm. and it goes and it goes like this it's this whole thing and then they get to the chorus and he goes uh return of the mac and then get that other voice goes and Cheetos. <laughs> listen <laughs> And it goes return of the mac and Cheetos, and what it is is like these big uh, mozzarella stick-looking things, which are Cheeto dust. And when you bite into them, it's the innards are mac and cheese. Nice. And they have a whole campaign going: return of the mac and cheese and <laughs> Cheetos. And I think Burger King is wow. has has Taco Bell squarely in their sights. They've yeah. always
0: had a very weird marketing. Like strategy. Yeah. This is just weird. Well now and this is now product. I yeah, mean this yeah. is now
1: product is
2: getting talked about. Right. It's
0: eleven year olds sitting around going like, Okay, here's what we really want.
2: It, it's only a matter yeah. of time before they start just cramming gummy worms into things at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love it too. Like I love it too. Gummy like, worms. That, yeah. Yeah. It, it, and like and that's why this campaign is so meta because like the king represents everything proper and royal and like traditional in the world and they're going right after him and they're saying if you can't take a joke we're doubling down on that and we're gonna and, and, and all of Belgium and all of the world is laughing at you King Philippe lighten up and take a right. joke I love it I think do it Burger King own this this is now your lane like I I want you to like come up with some concoction of soda that that's like twice as bad for you even if it doesn't taste any better like just lean into this make it the grossest food ever and don't care at all i love right. it right
0: <laughs> have they not seen bodie McBoatface? face like they're not going to win the king of whatever is not going to win yeah. it's you yeah. you've got to play along or just be quiet here's but the other
2: thing too the king just got a taste of democracy and guess what burger king <laughs> is crushing him he's getting beaten in a vote by a fictional king who makes cheeseburgers that can't feel good but that's what democracy is I think all royalty around the world need to take note right now that's it's not even cheeseburgers
0: thing. it's cheeto sticks filled with mac and cheese right they used to make cheeseburgers <laughs> Yeah, but, cheeseburgers but what ruler has a chance cheese. against that honestly yeah, though no there's yeah. no, that's not right all right all right what do you have eddie well this is really a slice for jesse and i kind of wanted to just present something to you jess i know this okay. has been sort of your beat but I, I read something this week and i just thought you know what um i love jesse and I, I owe it to him to bring this to him. I would like to present to you Exhibit A. His name is Jacob Waddell. thirty six. Waddell. Waddell. Okay. W-A-D-D-E-L-L. 36 years old Sorry. from Nolensville, Tennessee. He has been charged with disorderly conduct, possessing instruments of crime, and distru- destructing meetings and processions. Okay. Why? This sounds Passing? like
2: concerning charges. I don't know why I won't associate with this individual.
0: Jacob was it a Nashville Predators game, and I guess this is sort of a secondary slice. Nashville has a hockey team, Early. and they're the Predators, and they made it into a Stanley Cup, which I guess is like their Super Bowl. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I I was watching uh, a marathon last night, and I saw a commercial for the Stanley Cup, which I didn't know was going on. Right, and it said, you know, uh, you know, NHL Finals. NBC Sports Network. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> is it really on the NBC Sports Network? Upper cable. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah it's the Apple it's Apple. like the one you can only get if you have Apple TV. That's what I'm it saying. It doesn't like, exist on it, cable. Is it on NBC or is it actually relegated to the NBC Sports Network? I, I think maybe if they go to Game 7, they'll do like a, a drop-in during 60 minutes or something. You can only <laughs> yes. get it if you have like
2: an app and if it's it's an Android-only app for certain models, it's very, <laughs> very difficult to see. But, but, uh, but people in Canada are really But ticked. the
1: 17 people who care about about hockey uh, they they do the extra effort to, to watch yeah it, so yeah
0: so Jesse the reason he was charged with possessing instruments of crime and disrupting meetings was because Waddell who I submit to you for an outlaw hero through okay. the catfish through a Th- catfish over the glass and into the ice during the second period of the game one of the Stanley Cup. In an interview, here's the narrative that went down. Okay. He paid 300- three. Wait, wait, is it
2: a yes. live catfish or a dead catfish? Quite dead. It has.
0: Okay. It has quite well, it was dead. sitting
2: in his uh, he smuggled hoodie and yeah. his, his underwear.
0: It's a no. huge, huge catfish.
2: Please, please tell me the details of this crime. He
0: paid $350 <laughs> for a pair of upper level tickets to the game. He bought wait, wait a- hold,
2: on, hold on. First, I want to... Before you go any further, the fact that he bought upper level tickets, knowing that he was going to throw a catfish onto the ice, he's got a lot of confidence in his arm to throw the catfish. I don't think if he he was just a few feet short, someone is catching a catfish (laughs) to the back of the head.
0: I think it's really hard to throw a perfect object into the ice. I mean, like, it's pretty far.
2: Uh, He
1: had to have practiced
0: he's not going into this Ow. unprepared. He goes into some, some empty arena. Well, it, I mean, we didn't
1: see the catfish. <laughs> like, so it's the probably own. pretty tenderized, you know, right. yeah, where the, uh,
2: like truck they used to, to have the out.
0: Olympics and his friends with him. He's are like you again. Serious?
2: Yeah, he ran over it with his pickup truck to flatten it out and then sprayed it with Old Spice to make it smell so bad. <laughs>
0: God almighty. <gasps> These are details I didn't even know. This guy's <laughs> I heard about it on the news this morning. This guy actually rules. Yeah. Okay, he is an outlaw hero. Uh, so he sprayed it with Old Spice, as you said, to put it into a trip Put it into a cooler for the trip to Pittsburgh. I guess so it wouldn't smell. And on Monday night, he yeah he uh, flattened the fish. Then the fish went into his underwear. He brought a pair of compression shorts and baggy pants, so it was not only being compressed into his body, but then he wore baggy shorts to cover. And if you got pat down, it just feels like flesh. Well, that's right. It's it's like he, like he has, has got a weird, weird
1: that weird pouch thing that some old men do when they pull their pants up really high, oh, right? And
0: then it goes out right, right under the belt. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So he entered the arena staked out a lower bowl (laughs) section where he could heave the catfish over the glass. So that's what he did. He bought a ticket, but then he got into a lower bowl during a stoppage of play. He made the move he said, "I thought, man, wouldn't it be awesome to go to that game? And then, like an ignorant redneck, I thought, wouldn't it be awesome to throw a catfish under the ice during this game?" <laughs> I submit to you, Jesse Carey, this man is an outlaw here. Yeah, hero. no,
2: but 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 the thing is, like this, yeah, this clearly is not a federal crime because it may, though law, though law enforcement in Pittsburgh or Pennsylvania or whatever may say that throwing a catfish is illegal. In Tennessee, that's a celebrated thing. It's yeah. it's an if you get a cat if you get hit with a catfish that someone yeah. throws at you. That's a sign of honor in Tennessee. They don't tip the hat at yeah. each other. If you do something nice, you just get live catfish thrown at yeah. you.
1: Seven years of good luck, right there. It's that's a Tennessee weird. custom. It's a rite <laughs> of passage. When boys turn thirteen, oh, yeah. they go they go through a tunnel of men
0: who throw catfishes at them. Yeah. I'm just never. Uh, I'm amazed by the amount of work this guy did. To, Unnecessarily. Yeah, because yeah. I'm like, man, if I'm hungry, I'll stay. I'll sit down and like and be hungry for a half as, hour.
1: At, when that truck rolled over it, when the eyeballs and everything exploded, there's a lot flattened. of questions. And and yeah. that's a lot of just fish guts in your pants.
0: I wonder if it yeah. was a gutted fish. It probably was. It was like basically the fillets yeah. just still intact.
2: The other thing yeah. to, like I know well, for still a fact have that a head and the eyeballs. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it was in good shape.
3: I don't think I it just that, looks I like I saw a like picture a... of it. It didn't have the tail, but it was basically everything else and the head and everything was there. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like flesh like fish. Well, what what part of the eyes.
1: what at what point does it become a tail? I mean like how how could you tell the tail was
3: missing? Well, it was. I mean, you know, like a, a fish. Fin, it goes to just, like kind of the whale just, tail, just or like tapers, whatever.
1: Tapers down to a Tapes point. Up. Yeah.
3: But yeah, it just it just went straight, and it would just look like they just cut it in half, just because he couldn't fit it all. Yeah, Th- this, is, this is outrageous
2: because he's acting. He's not acting like some kind of uh criminal. He's acting like a Tennessean. And like I said, I know for a fact that when you uh, any real estate transaction in that state isn't legally completed until both parties slap each other in the face with a big dead catfish and then throw them at an innocent I mean, bystander. It's the law. I don't question they're it, it they're but afraid. that's how they operate there. OK, this is a state's rights issue is what it is. And Pittsburgh is overstepping. This man is an outlaw hero. We're going to get him on the show.
0: And Cameron, I'd like to congratulate you on your very progressive views on tail fluidity. I think it's really beautiful that you agree that it may still have a tail. It may even still have a
1: tail. It may just be a smaller tail. It
2: defines its own tail. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, how <laughs> can Andy that? define what his tail is and what it isn't? Yeah, Andy hey well, well okay here's my other thing if we do get this guy an outlaw hero i mean it, it's
0: the it, only thing you have to do now
2: yeah yeah i'd I'm, I'm blocking the off the podcast calendar network's gonna fall apart
0: everything's gonna not happen you've got to get this guy yeah. on the show
2: but i will say this like every you know we've done two other segments and i have to have like some kind of true crime thing that i'm sort of parodying and we did serial the first year we did s town on the last one this one has to be a catfish parody. Does it not? Oh, like It, we, oh, it sure. has to be MTV's Catfish. It's, it's a little it's too on the perfect. nose, but still pretty good. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I think it. you I'm should parody Shauna's
0: podcast. It might be a little too soon and very disrespectful, <laughs> but it would be funny.
1: I think I, catfish is too on the nose. You got to go some sort of like deadliest catch type thing or something. Oh, that, right? yeah. there we go. Now it's it's we're House talking. of
3: cards.
0: Or of cards. I mean, it's the natural predators to catch a predator. To, to catch a, a predator. predator. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> good one. <laughs> That's <was> very good. <laughs> Andy, that, you didn't say a lot, but when you do, it was gold. Yeah. That was helpful. Well, his What were you was...
2: planning on doing here today?
1: <laughs> yeah. Just a little Leon Womack break. Uh, hey, Slices, what do you have, Andy?
3: Um, well, this week marks the, uh, the next installment of the Scripps Spelling Bee. Um, so Google just released America's Most Misspelled Words, and the way they did this was um, they took data from Google from January 1st to April 30th in each state and saw which word they were looking for. How, to, how do I spell in this word? And now they've compiled the top misspelled words in every state. Um, Some of them are pretty understandable. Connecticut and West Virginia are
2: supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Really? So people are googling how to spell that. But people but are googling how to spell that. That's the number
1: one. That's the number one. I like how many people in those states actually are going to use that word. <laughs> I was going to say what scenario
2: to... arises? Yeah, where you are like, it I got to Google.
1: It I got to know how to spell. Stats. Not millennial. Where is it two L's or one yeah. L? No, yeah, not millennial, right. which is all over the place. No, right. but supercali. Okay.
3: The uh, obviously the most holy states are Delaware and Indiana because their most uh, misspelled word was hallelujah really so hallelujah
1: Mm. most spelled word
3: delaware washington dc's was actually 90 like n-i-n-e-t-y like the number 90 which doesn't make any sense um but some states like oregon it was sense s-e-n-s-e is the most misspelled word in oregon
0: well no because it was searching for how to spell this so they were trying to figure out the difference between sense since Right, s e or s i i would assume so
3: because it's a five letter word yeah um and georgia it was gray oh that <laughs> what gray, well, G-R-A-Y G-R-E-Y. G-R-E-Y. Oh, yeah. it's, it's
1: a tricky
2: one yeah i guess hmm. so And um, in georgia and i'm surprised though, it wasn't the worst, georgia
3: the worst one of all
1: uh wisconsin georgia the most of word worst degree
4: <laughs> um, Buzzing! Uh, close, enough,
3: close enough in wisconsin the most misspelled word in wisconsin was wisconsin <laughs> no, they don't, they don't wow. know how to spell their own state oh, no
2: goodness. but doesn't is there am i wrong but was one state diarrhea
3: <laughs> one state was diarrhea I have, For, the whole, I have the whole list right here uh,
1: what's the state because we don't want to drink the water
3: there. <laughs> yeah
2: really if that many people they thought they were going to webmd and, uh, and, and two, this is what's baffling to me about people that turn to Google to, 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 to like figure out how to spell diarrhea. How many times, like what scenario arises where you have to put the word diarrhea in writing and you're not comfortable just getting it close enough? Like you have to, I'm doing a written correspondence and I have to spell diarrhea correctly.
1: Well, they want to go to WebMD and they just want to make sure they're doing the correct search. <laughs>
2: So it's autocorrect. <laughs> right. It's an emergency. I really need the proper spelling actually, gear, and I that don't that have state.
1: time. We do need to know what state that is. Yeah, uh, really, Andy.
3: It was it was that was actually in the 2016 search, oh, but it was oh, okay. Vermont okay. and New Mexico
1: both had diarrhea. So. I could have called that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I feel like we could sway this. Like if everybody would start searching for Andy Barron in Delaware. I feel yeah. like How could,
1: do you spell Andy Barron? Yeah, yeah. If
0: we could get everybody in Delaware or even if you're just on a trip to Delaware I, I mean, feel like that's, it's a small enough state that you could skew it. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. not going to do any damage in Texas. We're just or hack Florida. the IPs in Delaware. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean yeah. that just
3: sounds like great marketing at this point because yeah. you're going to show up in all of these stories on Reuters and picked up in all these news sources. I mean... On the relevant
2: podcast. It. Yeah.
1: Who relevant is Andy Barron? That's the yeah. headline next yeah. year is who is Andy Barron? Not yeah. here's the most misspelled And words. how do
2: you spell his name? Yeah, no yeah. one's yeah. quite yeah. sure. Yeah hey uh, you said this is
1: because you brought this up because the script spelling bee is next week can can anybody here definitively explain to me no. why the script spelling bee is on ESPN no. as a
0: sport no because ESPN has taken pretty because, liberal because
1: like, there's sports and there's competitions right competition. and, and a dance competition is not a s- well, okay okay working, okay here can, can, I, can I bring a distinction because I've actually thought a so, lot yeah. about this okay because okay. to me a sport is a game where there is a winner like but it's a game like it's a, it's not like a scored judged thing yeah. now i know gymnastics is, yeah, is cheerleading
0: different. and stuff that's athleticism plus competition so yeah. that do- belongs on espn
2: no, no, well okay Here, here's here's my breakdown okay and and again this is controversial so that you've thought about this and have a strong opinion sports has three essential elements that you have to you can't have two of the three you got to have all three to make winner, it a sport winner loser and sweat it's it's uh, um, not bad. athleticism. Okay, got it. Um, uh, 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 some sort of uh, competition. Competition, and, yeah. So there's and, a winner and an objective outcome, not a subjective one, where there's judges oh, I involved. Th- I know exactly what yeah. you're getting at because, like, I feel like some of the ones that are like judged, it's like, like well, finished the, finish the race. Score more points when time expires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. An objective outcome. All three of those. Otherwise, the competition. I'm not saying that some competitions aren't athletic. Some are super athletic. But so I, I don't I, think there's like sports of the traditional nature. I,
1: I think that is a fine distinction because I think while there, are, I see all the shirts at the mall when I walk by. You know, you know Claire's boutique. That cheerleading is a sport. I think cheerleading is an athletic competition.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think would, anything I that is determined by
1: judges is a competition and anything that's determined by the objective outcome, okay. uh, the results within a, t- a certain time period is a sport. Okay, but but well, then, then you have
2: like real quick, Eddie, real quick. You have like esports, which which fit two of the three because right. it's a it's a it's a competition. And there's an objective outcome, but there's no athleticism to it. Right. I don't think it's esports. I think it's it's a. Fat guy sitting in recliners. Well, and I would say, I would say the the uh, uh, spelling bee is an intellectual competition, not an athletic one. Therefore, it does not meet the category, the criteria of a sport. In my, for so my break, there's an objective
1: outcome because I spelled more words correctly than you. you know, yep. at the end. So there was one winner. Uh, it, it, there was a competition.
2: Yeah, but uh, but there was not athletic. Yeah, it's it's intellectual, not athletic.
0: Now, but the whole hold on. So the cheerleading thing, I think there may be. No, oh, if we um, had two cheerleading crews
1: battling it out like like those take it to the street dance crews yes, yeah. yes. now that's a sport
0: yeah but i think that with cheerleading i'm not sure but i feel like the judging of cheerleading though is a little bit more objective than subjective cuz the judges are like counting the number of times they did like they did this many flips they did this kind of routine yeah but, but okay like, but
2: here's my like, thing floor real quick.
0: gymnastics is like do i like the way you dance
2: but, but but here's my thing it's like I would even like so like if you're when you're watching like a figure skating competition and everyone's looking at the scoreboard because it's not clear what the score is therefore it's an objective outcome think, like I once like if two judges score it differently then it's objective mm. it's not subjective so like would you take auto hockey, racing out? hockey as a sport no auto yeah. racing there's one winner there's a
0: time period you know But where's the athleticism uh it is a guy sitting in a car.
1: Trust me, the the amount of muscular, athletic involvement and in steering that machine is absolutely athletic. And I'm even just talking
2: from almost dying on a motorcycle. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Here's where my theory though, in my own, like I said, I put, I put an insane amount of thought into this and I don't know why, like it's never come up. I've just lied away and think about it where my thing falls apart is a boxing or MMA competition that is decided by a split decision, not a technical knockout or a knockout. Because at that point, if two judges see the same fight, and they score it differently, then therefore the outcome is subjective, not well, objective. A lot of times then it's based me, off of points like when they do like hit... You know, land certain. Yeah, yeah, but 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 two judges score Mm -hmm. it differently. So like, it's not a it's not an objective outcome.
1: But it could be argued that that is not a flaw in the sport. That is a flaw in the implementation of the sport. Yeah. That that if they just had one judge, or if they removed the judges altogether and waited until Uh, somebody finished off (laughs) the other one, you know, like that. That's just uh, a. It's just like the NBA adjusting the rules, you know, Mm -hmm. season to season. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe it's just a rules issue that. Well, it, it, w-
2: it would be like in figure skating or, or some other competition that like uh, for like style, which is something that's like impossible to define. Like if it was just about the amount yeah. of tricks or the difficulty of the tricks to something subjective, I think it puts it back into the sport, not competition territory.
0: Interesting. And hockey is not a sport just because it's not enjoyable, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, unless
2: unless dead catfish enter the equation, <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah,
0: obstacles. Yeah, yeah there's a yeah. few that just subvert the rules, yeah. and even though it technically fits Jesse's three criteria, we just don't really enjoy.
2: So it. that I don't know I, why I have those three criteria. By but the, the way, th- but, but that, that means good. That,
1: that means that the show Wipeout is a sport. I would agree. It's yeah. not an athletic competition. I would agree.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: huh.
2: yeah it's, it's not. One. It's not a major but sport, it, but it's a sport. Yeah. It
0: fits those criteria obstacle, that I like.
1: Obstacle courses, you know, obstacle course champion. Ja, or yeah, basically
0: American like, Ninja
2: Warrior. American Ninja Warrior is a sport.
0: Right. And I mean, they are, always have been. What was it? The uh, old labyrinths and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, gladiators did that kind of stuff.
2: American yeah. Gladiator, a sport. American Gladiator is definitely a sport. American Gladiator is number one sport in the world. It's I think we're going to get some feedback about this, but I welcome oh, it. I welcome oh, an intellectual debate about the definition. <laughs> I, would I would imagine. I, I mean,
3: real world road rules challenge definitely the fifth
0: major sport in America. <laughs> exactly, Andy. Literally, are you reading my show notes right now? Because you're right. I, That's
2: right. <laughs> I never saw that.
0: Yeah, it was your. It was probably too young. Hey, it was, you
2: would have not been allowed. But but here uh-huh. here this is controversial too. Competitive eating definitely a sport by that criteria. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why? How so? <laughs> yeah, numbers, I agree. It's not athletic. Definitely physical. It's the physical. It's, it's physical. It's not athletic. It requires a lot of speed. It's, it's, it's athleticism in your no. jaw and in your Incorrect. hands to <laughs> shove hot dogs
1: in, your, in your, your face. Incorrect. I can... This I can I, if somebody's double, got a double jointed thumb and can do something weird with the thumb, that will make it athletic. You know, I mean, just because they can mm. open their mouth wider and shove more hot dogs in. But you
2: could say the same thing about a pitcher who can throw harder just because they have like a... Or tendons in their shoulder uh,
1: this I, is hard hitting. I think I think <laughs> <high dog laughs> eat quite but hot but hot dog eating is shown on ESPN
2: on July 4th well, that's ES- what I'm saying it's sp- it meets the criteria it's loose athleticism but it is athleticism
0: I don't, I don't know, know ESPN athletic. also uh, they g- they just want people to watch they've had hard they're having hard days they're having some hard days yeah and letting people go <laughs> etc
1: all right well that'll do it for Slices. stay tuned up next local natives joins us
8: oh, cuz... Up by the I was up late night up by the I was up late night
1: you You're listening to Vince Staples. The song is Big Fish. I
8: like Vince Staples.
1: He was on uh uh Bill Simmons' sports talk show. He was really funny. He was really funny. Was he? Yeah. He's one of these, he's a smart, he's a smart guy. Yeah. And, and he did a, he was on Sway, you know, like Sway in the Morning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they do, he'll like, when he has rappers on, he'll have them do a freestyle or something like that. Yes. he, went, he Top five all time. I mean, it, it wow, was awesome. on, it was just kind of making the rounds this week. I, for some reason, I saw him on Facebook videos, you know. Awesome. And he went for like three minutes, like straight straight freestyle. A lot
0: of guys go in there with kind of pre-written stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was representing stuff that was going on that week. Okay, I know I've gotten a lot of heat, and you and I both have for our Hamilton talk. I will say, Lin-Manuel Miranda, I've seen him freestyle a few times. Incredible. No, I guess I, he can come up with words very quickly. I agree with you. <laughs> so we, I was just giving a concession back to Rhyming theirs. words quickly. Right. He
1: is proficient.
0: We concede that point. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> mm. Indie rock outfit
1: Local Natives is known for their innovative guitar-driven arrangements, catchy hooks, and then California-inspired sound. We recently spoke with Local Natives frontman Taylor Rice about the group's latest critically acclaimed album, Sunlit Youth, of which you've heard most of the album on song breaks here on the podcast over the last six months. Uh, we had him walk us through some of the record's most memorable tracks. Here is local natives
5: in fight uh, it we don't even know why
8: hummingbird you know like your, your last album um felt like they were you guys grew up a little bit in terms of maturing the style um and of course there's there's some personal stuff that went on with uh, i guess kelsey's mother passing and um things like that going on and i think that kind of came through in the music um from kind of that time up until now with this with this new release of um your your new project Uh, what's kind of happened in in those uh intervening years as as the band obviously all been on tour together and what what's what's what uh forces i guess we're were shaping this new project
6: yeah uh you're you're totally right and in fact i like i listened to a couple hummingbird songs the other day i can't remember why there was some reason i was interested or a friend asked or whatever it is doesn't matter but um i hadn't listened to the songs in so long i mean we play them live but it's very different from what it is on record and i actually was struck at how transported i was back to kind of that time and. Mm. and yeah, that was this like very cathartic kind of record of dealing with a lot of a lot of things of, of growing up and dealing with some difficult things in life and it, it has like a density that you that I really felt that reminded me of that time period. Mm-hmm. but um, after hummingbird it really felt like that was out. you know we had gotten this out of our system and and the future looked super bright and optimistic and. And interesting and fascinating. And we we all kind of found ourselves like, okay, we've we're back home. We've been on tour essentially for six years, kinda of straight. Like we did Gorilla Manor, toured it forever, went right riding the hummingbird, toured it forever. And so it was kind of this first moment of 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 taking stock now of where we were in our lives. And and I think we found ourselves feeling like the the future was really bright and optimistic and sort of like limitless and um, we didn't have to follow any kind of like boxes or or rules of how we had made music before as a band and we really kind of in ways reinvented ourselves and allowed ourselves to make music in different ways Um, so that, that whole time period was really awesome, it was basically like a big exploration an exploration of who we are as adults, an exploration of how do we want to you know, kind of push ourselves creatively and write differently. You know, we, we ended up writing like 50 songs for the record, which usually we only write like 16 songs for our last two records. It's much more focused and arduous and you're working on a song for nine months. And this was like, let's try a million things.
4: Um, of
6: course it is funny. Like I think, uh, the state of the world is like slightly less optimistic now and like some <laughs> in some ways some of those um, kind of hopes didn't necessarily pan out like uh, mm. you know what I mean like politically and culturally it's just a he- it's a really heavy time
8: absolutely yeah
6: and um, but at the same time I have found myself going back to that mindset where as much as it's a difficult time right now like the the core kind of ringing truth to me is a feeling of optimism and that there is a huge kind of opportunity and so all those things ring true but it, but you just asked me to go back and we were making that record it just felt like man like this is such an exciting moment this is such an exciting time it just felt really free there's like a lot of freedom
5: ooh, ooh. How much is enough
8: Tell me, tell me, like sonically. I know that there's some different sounding tracks. I mean, I think first one that jumped out was uh, the track "Coin." You know, has a very um, feels like there's some funk influence. It's soulful. Uh, what were you guys trying to do uh, musically different in this project?
6: There's an idea like what is a local native song at this point, and you know, we had only written two records, but we've been playing music together forever. Um, we have we have a lot of dynamics about how we make music and you know I love my bandmates and like we know each other so well I mean there's so much musically between us that isn't even spoken like we, we can just feel where the other person is going or you know an example of that is how the three of us write harmonies it's, it's just we, we'll sit around and everybody just kind of finds find their spot now and it's, it's kind of like just breathing we're so used to it so there are things that that you don't want to throw out, but at the same time you want to expand and allow yourself to say, well, why why this isn't a local maiden song because it has like a funk and soul influence, you know, or something like that, or I'm going to make the song based off of I wrote the song on guitar, but what would it sound like if I got rid of that and instead you know, used a bunch of samples, you know, 10 synths on top of each other. Or for Villainy, I, I wanted this kind of, like, Beach Boise, I was like, let's replace this big, it was this huge chord that plays out the whole song, let's replace all that with vocals, and all three of us sang it at, like, two different octaves, and there's, like, 27 voices on there doing this big thing, and it's like, well, that's not, the, the normal thing is just for the three of us to be singing together, but why not have you know, throw out that rule, let's have 27 voices singing this chord.
8: going the lyrics forward or or lyrics first i guess approach uh, (laughs) maybe it's a weird question how where do you start like what what are you drawn from to to write lyrics i mean you shift almost into like and i guess maybe this is even historic with a lot of music uh like way back but you switch into like a poet type mentality you know where you're gonna you put your thoughts and emotions out on on paper and then worry about the music later Did, did you find that that was a struggle or was it was it easier for you approaching lyrics that way
6: when when it happens and when it works, it is the best feeling ever. It's, like, the best feeling in the world. And, you know, if you read about songwriters, it, it is kind of like a common, you know, like, Neil Young is talked about a lot, or just this feeling of, like, a song kind of channeling through you. And it just happens all of a sudden. And I, I have had that experience, and, and I had it on this album, like, most kind of directly with the song Fountain of Youth. And that's a song where I kind of had the, like the chorus just sort of hit me. Um, And and I had that and then I, I kind of wrote out the chord progression. And then as I was singing the verses, like the entire song, essentially like the basic format of the song and all the lyrics kind of came out in like 30 minutes. And this this whole thing just sort of just sort of came out like all all intact like this whole piece, and like where it comes from, I, I think that you know there's a lot of things that that song Fountain of Youth" is about, and it's sort of about these things you've already kind of mentioned, like growing up and like reflecting on on your youth and and kind of like analyzing your life from this period of of now having like a little bit of perspective. (laughs) You know, you're young and and you just have no idea, you're just like living in the world and and then every step you take, you have this this perspective going back and the song "Found of Youth takes this twist on it where it's like actually I think the youth, the kind of youthful outlook on life, like this optimism for the world is a thing, like why does it have to be this way? Why does it need to be entrenched? in one particular way just because that's how it is and the questioning of that I think is often like the right way that's always kind of how progress comes and every generation kind of kicks out the the past one and the old generation is it's, it's the same story every time like the kids these days and I don't understand and it's funny to kind of then like have that perspective and, and see yourself as you're starting to cross a threshold but for me kind of like take Take, uh, take a page from it and take joy in it of, of how important and valuable that, that kind of youthful perspective is. Like, you should be questioning the way that things are, and there's a lot of power in that and optimism of, of youth.
1: local natives make sure to check out their album sunlit youth it's out now you'll love it up next jimmy allen you're listening to mondo cosmo song is automatic this week's feature interview is brought to you by Blue Apron.
3: I've, I've actually ordered Blue Apron before living in New York. It's hard to do groceries and stuff, and it's uh, it's actually really nice. It's the kind where, like, everything was uh, all measured out for you and everything, and um, I'm kind of an idiot in the kitchen, so that... Uh, it worked out very well.
0: Well, there you go. well. That's that's like their new slogan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't be very well. an idiot in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, in the kitchen apron. worked out well.
1: Blue Apron makes incredible home cooking easy and accessible for people even like Andy. Yeah. by delivering seasonal recipes with step by step instructions and pre proportioned ingredients right to your door, all for less than ten bucks a meal. You can even customize your recipes based on your preferences and select a delivery option that's right for you. Plus, there's no weekly commitment, so you get only get deliveries when you want them. Uh, featured upcoming meals. Here we go. Uh, in June, Cheeto dusted mac and cheese logs. Uh, return of the Mac. Uh, wh- catfish nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. no. No. <laughs> tenderized, tenderized mm-hmm. catfish nuggets on ice. It's uh, it's like a sushi thing. It's yeah, delivered. By so the way, just- Blue Rape,
0: when That's just us riffing. We yeah. know you do better food than that. Yeah.
1: Case in point. Uh, uh, yeah, case in point. Uh, warm smoked trout. Warm smoked trout. Very different than chilled uh, tenderized, uh, tenderized <laughs> <laughs> catfish nuggets. Yes. A warm smoked trout and asparagus salad with fingerling potatoes and garlic croutons. Yes,
0: yes.
1: Uh, <laughs> spiced zucchini enchiladas with creamy lime and tomato rice. Hmm. Elote style or elote style vegetable testadas with summer squash, poblano peppers, and cilantro rice. Peach honey glazed chicken with mashed sweet potatoes, collard greens, and Thai basil. Yes, yes. I mean, come on! That seems delightful. Yeah, that sounds incredible. Uh, check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com/relevant. You love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com/relevant. Blue Apron: A better way to cook, much better.
3: And if you want, I can come to your house and take pictures of your food for you for Instagram because everyone just has <laughs> right. you have to do that or else.
0: It Blue Apron. Count, a weirder right. way to cook
3: with Andy.
1: <laughs> having a guy in your house. Blue apron. Uh, Andy's going to probably show up. Yeah. So. An
0: uninvited guest. Look tough. We're going to do this in black and white. Andy, was go. it you that
2: broke into me and Prop's cabin while we slept that night to take pictures of his coffee brewing? Because that would set yeah. me at ease because I'm still pretty terrified about what transpired that night.
3: Yeah, you know, I, originally I couldn't go on the trip. Cameron asked me, but I, I, last second something changed and I just figured I'd Pop in, you know, grind some beans and then just leave real quickly. Home invasion style.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Jenny Allen is a writer, speaker, and the founder of If Gathering, conferences that help women find community and live out their callings. She's also the author of the new book, Nothing to Prove, Why We Can Stop Trying So Hard. We recently spoke, that's the motto of this podcast. Um, (laughs) Clearly. We recently (laughs) spoke with Jenny about the danger of misplacing our identities, trying to meet others' expectations, and why following a big, sometimes difficult calling. Uh, shouldn't be a burden. Uh. Here is Ginny Allen.
2: Tell me a little bit about why you decided to write this book.
9: Actually, it's just such. It's a, probably a lifelong journey. Um, this this one in particular. Um, I actually started off writing a different book and wrote most of that book, and it was called "Mum." And towards the end of it, I called a friend who's a great writing coach, and she um, just set me down. Or actually, it was a, he set me down and said, "Okay, I think you're writing the wrong book. I think you've found that there's a." Um, symptom here and not you're not dealing with the problem I realized that I was I was fighting a a demon that I've had most of my life of trying to measure up and trying to uh, and and feeling a lot of stress from that and anxiety from that I think a lot of people wrestle with this, and and sometimes we don't even notice that it's happening so for me it took um, it took leading on a on a massive scale for me to realize this is this is getting to me I can't carry this kind of pressure and live trying to please people and measure up and and make it you know I just I had to find a different way to do it
2: why do you think so many people because I feel like this is you know something that is really prevalent in, in, you know that that people will have sort of a similar revelation why do you think this is something that's so prevalent in our culture right now
9: Well, I do. I agree with you. It is very prevalent. Um, In fact, I think most of us are running on a treadmill that we don't even realize is happening. We we don't even realize it's turned on. You know, it's just we're running every day. And I think we notice it most when we're still. But the problem is, even when we're still now, we have a phone pinging us or even just distracting us and causing us to check out rather than self diagnose or self-analyze what's happening. And so I think that's what numbing, why it had become such a danger to me was I I never was giving myself real space. Even when I was alone with God or alone, just alone, I was, I was performing and executing things that I needed to get done. So because my job is largely talking about God and teaching and writing, whenever I was alone with God, I was getting the next thing ready that I was gonna deliver rather than actually just enjoying his presence. And, and so I think what's happened is we've, we've, everything has become a performance or something to achieve rather than something to enjoy. And I noticed it most when I was over in Europe this past Christmas with my family and we went to several different countries and we noticed themes in each one of these countries. First of all, they'd all been superpowers before. Um, most, you know, different times in, in their history, um, Italy and, and certainly Great Britain um, and France had been superpowers somewhere in their history. And, and what you found was this relaxed environment where they actually built lives that they enjoy rather than lives where they achieved. And so whether it's in Italy, the way that they would eat and enjoy a three-hour meal with multiple courses with all their family present. Or in England, they they practice tea time. I mean, there is times in the day where they slow down in the middle of the day when it's supposed to be the busiest, most productive time of the day, everybody kind of stops and checks out and they actually serve this in multiple restaurants. And it's almost an extra meal at time for them just to slow down. And so you just notice an ease to their life and an enjoyment of their life that in America we've lost. And and it you know, somebody actually pointed this out that that they're like these countries are like good older men that realize they've already achieved and accomplished everything and they don't have to keep performing and achieving and and i feel that way i feel like as americans and as young people today that we're all trying to prove ourselves and we're exhausted and we're actually not enjoying the best part of life
2: When you started incorporating this new mindset and some of these practices into your own life, what changes did you notice?
9: Oh, I mean, it truly has changed everything. Um, One of the most significant moments in this journey, I sat down, um, I was out at a retreat and, and I was meeting with a counselor that just, I mean, it was just kind of a supernatural how we met and I thought he was a counselor. He wasn't actually, he was a writer, but, um, but I pour out my guts. I just, I tell him everything. I say this is why I'm not happy. I don't know how to fix it. I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what I don't understand, but I know this, that it feels like the ministry and the calling God's given me is kind of like a Barbie dream castle. And as far as my mind goes, you know, I think, oh, it has everything, I, everything I love. It has people and community. I love it has deep purpose. We're actually seeing lives change. It's using my gifts. Why do I want to, every morning when I wake up, kick it in? But that was my overwhelming feeling. And mm. he said, Jenny, why don't you just kick it in? <laughs> so I thought, are you kidding me? You, this ministry is reaching the world. Like you, you know, I can't kick it in. And I, but immediately, I, my shoulders relaxed. I took a deep breath. And I said, what are you, what, what, what are you, how can I do this? And he said, because if it's from God, you just did him a favor. If it's from God, you um, you cannot kick it in. You cannot kill it. And if it's not from God, then you just did him a favor. Hmm. And it was the most life giving turning point for me because I had felt all this pressure to do it right, to take care of all the details, to not make a wrong decision, to keep a pure heart, to to you know not mess this up, this thing that God was doing. And so to think that. Hey, this does not depend on you nearly as much as you think it does, was actually so freeing. And, and I really believe at that point, I started to live completely different. So I'll give you an example. This was just a few weeks ago. Um, my team sits me down at IF Gathering, my board and my CFO um, said, Hey, Jenny, you know, we've got a deficit of $200,000 that if you don't figure it out within a few months, um, we got to close the doors. And I I mean, people are crying, you know, they've prepped themselves for this very difficult meeting with me. And I literally started laughing out loud, just started laughing. And I was like, okay, okay. And I didn't know how to solve it. There was no like divine revelation, but I I began to pray. I was like, God, you know how you're going to solve this. I'm here. I'm willing to do what you need me to do. But you, you know, I didn't feel this pressure, like I have to fix this problem or we will go under. Instead, I had these open hands, almost with laughter, going, how are you going to do this? You know, because I have watched in parts of Red Sea again and again and again, and I don't want to live in fear. I want to live in faith. I want to be someone that doesn't just preach about having faith, I want to be someone that lives having faith. So why would I not believe that he's going to take care of it? And I'm not kidding you, it took a few months of praying and, and, and definitely turned to tears at times but in one day in my office we found two hundred thousand dollars hiding in places that that i mean it was just it was truly money from the sky it felt like the biggest provision in the entire universe i I, and i know it doesn't always work out that way um there are times that that the diagnosis does not get changed that the um, needs are not met in abundance in that moment but i have seen this that even in my friend who is suffering um, coming back from a massive stroke in the middle of a divorce, I have seen her faith. Trust God that that He will see her through this. And when you ask her, Sarah, have you had what you need every single day? She would say yes. But if you say, have you ever been afraid? Have you ever doubted? Has God brought everything at one time in, in miraculous ways? No, but every day that she's walked through this suffering, she's had what she needs and I just think give us this day our daily bread I mean he does it he causes what we need to happen in the moment now we wish it would happen earlier we wish he would he would give us you know explain it wouldn't take me through two to three months of, of spreading and and running around and trying to find that money but but he will take care of our needs and i think it's just it's shifted my understanding that he is a god of abundance he is a god that works in ways that we can't understand and and we've just got to turn to him more and trust him and and be willing to receive what he has for us rather than try to control it
4: That was Jenny Allen. Did you just did you like that, Eddie? That's uh,
0: was
5: challenging. <laughs>
1: up next. Stay tuned. Feedback.
5: to tear me down, you pick me apart. Then build me up like I depend on you. But I throw myself from heights that used to scare me. Guess you're surprised I'm the person. Can't figure out
1: Listening to Secret. The song is Don't Kill My Vibe. It's the other thing I say to the staff when we hand out paychecks. (laughs)
0: Listen, do not kill my vibe with this. (laughs) Don't even cash these. (laughs) That that would kill my vibe.
1: Stop it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's time for your feedback. Uh, So last week we recorded the podcast in Montana. Yeah. And then literally I drove to Billings, Montana, found open Wi Fi, and uploaded
2: it. And uh, then went and got a motorcycle. I I was thinking that the chances you guys would hear a podcast last week was... 80-20 80-20 in favor of you guys not hearing it, but I'm glad you made it.
1: <laughs> Did you really, you really didn't think that
2: we would uh, figure out? The I don't know. Tools? There was a lot of moving parts with it. And I mean, at one point we were talking about physically FedExing something out there, which in the part of Montana we are in, that's a Pony Express, a guy on horseback all the way to Orlando <laughs> with a tiny, you know, audio chip. So yeah, I thought, I thought it was, uh, you know, it could go either way. Well, that's how the Montana pirate uh, makes a living. He
1: just wanders around, and if you need a package delivered, just ask him.
2: Yeah, you can ask him. It's definitely not going to show up, but you can ask him and give him money. He's got a whole he's got a whole trailer full of weird packages that he's accumulated over the years. But. <laughs>
1: uh, well, last week's question of the week was, uh, what are your craziest nature encounters? Uh, Jesse had a crazy nature encounter with some wild horses. That's right. One of them, one of them that almost got into the truck with
2: him, like the alien head. Uh, <laughs> it was the only safe place out in that field. I'm like, you psychos, get in the truck. What are you doing out here? These, these are 700 pound wild animals. Yeah.
1: And, uh, so, you know, that was our crazy, uh, wildlife encounter. Uh, we wanted to know some of yours. Uh, you guys hit us up on the relevant podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. You also tweeted us at relevant podcast. Here are a few of our favorites.
2: Uh, Cameron Julio, uh, had an experience. Actually, he was driving through Billings, Montana, and this is terrifying knowing your story that at one point, uh, they saw a giant bird of prey flying over the head. They don't know if it was a hawk, a falcon, a bald eagle, or what, but they saw it flying overhead. A few minutes later, it dive bombed into the hood of their car and then proceeded to tuck and roll over the whole car. Um, they, they went out to see if there was any uh, damage. and That's when they heard the screech of a hawk, fountain, or eagle in the distance. Uh, they, they got back in the car and just gassed it. He hasn't been out to Montana since. I'm glad we read that before your motorcycle trip because, yeah. the, I mean, we can only assume that that bird was going down to eat that, those two people in that truck.
1: Well, Here's the thing about the animals in Montana. They outnumber people 10 to 1. I mean, that's, that's the truth. And so, so if not more than that. So when we were riding around, like in the back, this two lane back road in the, in the reservation area and the mountain and stuff, there's packs of wild horses and and cows just kind of free range, just roaming around. And they cross that road because they don't see vehicles very often. They cross that road. Like it's just part of the field, you know? And so you're riding along, you go around the corner and there is often an animal just standing there. And you got to like, you know, it's their area. You're intruding, yeah. and so you got to be you got to be careful. These birds, they're
2: they're trying to. They don't want us there, is what I'm trying to say. And they're they're making their point well known. Well, one of so. the locals who was like our guide for a lot of stuff. People were asking him just like randomly, like about what animals had he'd been bitten by. And you asked him that. <laughs> I you
1: said. What animals have you been bitten by and what was the most recent one? Yeah, I may have asked him. I
2: can't remember how I think it came up organically in a conversation. Either way, then someone asked him to compare it to a dog bite. No. Yeah. Then someone asked him to compare it to a dog bite, and his response was this Are you talking wild or domestic? I'm like, You've been bitten by both wild and domesticated (laughs) dogs? I gotta hear both those stories. The domesticated wasn't all that interesting, but he was attacked by a wild dog, which I'm pretty sure only happens in Montana.
0: What yeah. what animals have bitten you is on Jesse's like business card. Yeah, <laughs> well, he has his own it. little customized
2: table topics pack that he brings
1: around
0: with him when he travels <laughs> for different oh, regions, uh, yeah. table topics. That was it's back who in the hurt when, you and then what
3: bit you. That's right. That's, <laughs> right. Well, that's actually what hurt
0: him. You know, right. like, yeah. Ashley Shearer said, I'm a UNF graduate on campus. It's well known that the Canadian geese are an issue. I mean, this is very well known. Uh, They poop everywhere, block traffic, and even hiss at and chase students in the spring when the babies are walking around with them. UNF even uh, recently enlisted a border collie to chase them away. Ashley shares that one day as she was driving to campus, she stopped at a red light. While stopped, a mother goose began leading her babies across the road in front of me. When she got to my car, the the, the mother goose stopped stared at Ashley, made intense eye contact for 10 seconds until I motioned for her to keep walking. Then she turned and continued to walk across the road. These animals know no rules of the campus.
1: Hey, listen, we are in their area. Yeah. And and we are,
0: I mean, we are the guests. Right. I mean, I respect it. The the classic question of what was their first UNF or Canadian geese will never be answered, (laughs) though it was clearly... UNF because they're Canadian. But yeah, I understand.
2: But Bethany has a story that I don't think will be top. She was studying abroad in Rwanda a few summers yeah. ago. And one of the big tourist attractions there were to go see these wild mountain gorillas. Uh, you know, these are giant animals. And I've literally
1: done this. I've done this exact trek. It's on there's this mountain that borders Uganda, the Congo and Rwanda. And it's the last... Mountain where um, a few families of of these beautiful gorillas still live. Um, you remember gorillas in the mist? Yeah, uh, Diane Fossey. Oh, wow. It was this was her mountain. This was yeah. the mountain
2: where she was killed. So. So, she's about halfway through the trek and they beforehand, the, the, the tour guide said, look, these gorillas are really used to human presence, but they're still wild animals. So, you just gotta be, watch yourself. So, all of a sudden, you know, they're trying to keep a safe distance. All of a sudden, a pack of gorillas walks out right in front of their group. And the tour guide, like, very nervously tells them all to stand extremely still. Okay? So, they're in a stare-down with a pack of wild gorillas, all standing still. All of a sudden, one breaks away from the pack and starts walking right up to bethany and ends up like looking at her and starts touching her on the leg this is a wild gorilla i could have ripped her leg off she she kept her composure stayed still the the gorillas eventually walked away she's got a great story for life but i mean that's taking your life in your hands there i I have i actually had a
1: more terrifying encounter with those gorillas okay i so it was the last day of our trip uh it was 2008 and we were uh they're like oh the last day we're gonna be able to go see the gorillas i'm like cool So, I'm wearing deck shoes, and you know, not I I stayed up late that night. I got about two hours sleep because they had to leave really early in the morning to make it all the way out there. And so, I'm exhausted. I didn't Mm -hmm. get breakfast, I have no food in me. And we get to it, and all of a sudden, we're oh, we're mountain climbing. And I have a backpack full of camera gear, and I'm like, uh oh. You know, and I'm wearing deck shoes. Yeah. And so we we get up there and we break into three groups and they have spotters up on the mountain and they kind of radio like if they see them kind of point the guides. And yeah. you are fronted by a milit- military guy on the front and back of your group with a machine gun because of all the snipers. Yeah. And because it's on the border of Uganda and the Congo and the snipers will come over and they'll kill the parent gorillas to take the babies for the black market. Oh, man. And so you have like... you're This is a big deal. And so you're... So we're going, and a couple of the groups may see them right there in the clear. You know, they just wander over there, and there's gorillas. Mm. Our group was like way up in the mountain. We actually ended up climbing 4,000 feet in a rainforest. So it's slick mud. I'm in deck shoes. Mm. I'm exhausted. I'm fat. I'm out of shape. It was awful. I couldn't. I was there were 65 year olds in our group that were like just
2: going along. I couldn't keep up. Camera's like, like, just leave me behind. I'm starting a new life here. It was awful. I'm
1: going (laughs) to
0: become one of them. It was awful.
1: So finally, after about four hours, we come across a clearing and we've, we've found the gorillas and they were all sleeping. And it was, a, it was a clearing that was about probably 20 feet, 25 feet in circle. Yeah, but maybe not quite that big, maybe 20 feet in circle and this brush all around trees all around. And there's there's the silverback uh he uh sleeping yeah. uh two of the wives were sleeping uh, a couple of the kids were sleeping um, and we didn 't know how big We think there was maybe another mom or two out probably maybe looking for food or something, but like the most of them were sleeping and so we 're standing there and i 'm going to go i 'm like I have all my camera gear and a monopod so i 'm going to. so I go off to the left by about fifteen feet mm-hmm. uh you know kind of like a like a clock dial. I go from you know three o'clock over to seven o'clock the group's at three o'clock mm. and the, I'm being quiet, but I'm setting up my camera because I want to take a picture of this. This is crazy, and uh, and and the silverback wakes up and he uh. sees me, and he stands up on his high, on his two feet and does the King Kong thing where oh he my. pounds his chest.
5: Oh. and Ugh. he
1: and my peripheral vision to my right, I see the guides shove. The, our our group into the brush. Like, <laughs> just, just let him, him go. <laughs> just let him go. Right. And uh, and and they're screaming at me. Don't move. The gorilla charges at me, right. full screed, like, <gasps> and like jumps right up to me, gets in my face, stands up, oh. bows his chest, yeah, to prove like I'm the man. Right. Loses That's... interest after yeah. about thirty seconds of my life being, you know, I'm terrified, and then goes back and lays back down. What happened though is he woke the kids up so these toddler gorillas which are probably 200 pounds a piece all of a sudden are awake and they want to play and they start chasing each other around a tree doing a figure eight around a tree and around me so these two baby gorillas are just like playing figure eight running and bumping into me and stuff again the crowd is like our group is in the brush Mm -hmm. and I'm standing there terrified well all of a sudden the mom that was out looking for food like here's all the commotion and comes running, charging through the forest. Yeah. Plows over the group and knocks three of them to the ground. One of them broke their ribs Ah. to come back and see what the commotion was. And like, I have all this footage and then everything's fine. Everything goes back to normal. The gorillas are hanging out. We were with them for probably 20 minutes. I'm literally taking selfies
0: like in the, in the pack of gorillas. It was the craziest thing. Uh And it took the motorcycle trip to remind you that life is short. (laughs) (laughs) Like
2: cool. The most dangerous (laughs) animal in
0: nature. Yeah. Literally playing around you, just trying to kill you. Well, it was vegeta. They're
1: vegetarians.
2: Yeah. They, they just, oh, he yes, just he was just he was just trying
1: to show like yes. he's the mighty. <laughs> right. I mean,
2: listen. Here's a, here, There's a big misconception about gorillas. They don't eat people. They maim them horribly and just you know <laughs> rip appendages <laughs> clean off. But I mean, you know, they're not going to eat you. Not I mean, I'm telling you this. though,
1: when when 800 pound silverback stands up and does the King Kong beat his chest mm-hmm. at you, I mean, it is one of the most yeah. terrifying things you're going to encounter.
3: Wait, so you have footage of this? You were filming? I you- didn't.
1: I did not have the camera on. I was oh. and, and, and when they were screaming like "Don't move," I didn't bother to hit turn it on. I have footage of the eighteen minutes afterwards where everything's cool and we're yeah. like hanging out and chilling with the gorillas. Yes, but not of that happening. Yeah, gotcha. But yeah, it was Man. it was terrifying. Oh, uh, you know, one of the things before we get to this week's question of the week, I I skipped it. At the beginning of our feedback segment, we always do our corrections and apologies. Mm -hmm. Um, I do believe, Eddie, you told me pre-show you
0: have one. I have a real correction. Yeah. Not an apology because I have a pretty strict policy on the show. I will never apologize. (laughs) But so uh, they DM me, so I'll keep it private. But I wanted to make sure I cleared it up. this person has a, a 10-year-old daughter with type 1 diabetes, and I heard you guys rip on, quote, the slow uh, the slow creep of type 1 diabetes. Apparently, Jesse and I got on a little bit of a diabetes riff uh, a couple weeks ago. Seems like something we'd say. Just to clarify, type 1 is not that. Type 2 is a slowing of the pancreas and an unhealthy lifestyle, et cetera, et cetera. So for future jokes, type 1... Very difficult. Too self-imposed. It's I, fair game. I, I, I believe so. So I believe for future jokes, I'm just going to err on the
2: side of caution and not do any more yeah, diabetes Maybe we'll jokes. just
0: lay off the diabetes. No jokes. more blood Anyhow, disease jokes. Really? You know what? No, I am. I'm sorry. I said that. We, I could have done a better job. So <laughs> I could have done some diabetes research before my completely stupid joke that no one cared about. Yep. Sorry. So there's that. My correction.
1: There you go. All right. Uh, no more blood jokes. Okay. aside for this week's <laughs> Noted. editorial
7: question of the week.
1: Hey. Well, earlier in the show, we got talking about um, misspellings and then spelling bees and then sports competitions. This is not about sports competitions
2: or athletic competitions. No. <laughs> if five. you debate my premise, please, d- please let us know because it's flawless. Just try that. <laughs> I'm uh, sure we
0: will hear about what it. What
2: it got us
1: thinking about is misspelled words, commonly misspelled words. We've all had to rely on autocorrect from time to time. And we've all been stung by autocorrect from time to time. Uh, so we want to know <laughs> from you, uh, your most embarrassing autocorrect slash typo stories. Uh, maybe uh, you, you were trying to type yeah. an email to your boss, Mr. Lever, and, <laughs> and, it, and you called him Lover. I don't know. Like, we <laughs> just want to know your most embarrassing uh, typo or autocorrect <laughs> stories. You can hit it, send us your stories. You can... Uh, uh, hit us up on Twitter at relevant podcast, or you can post your longer stories uh, at the comment section on the podcast episode page at relevant
0: I emailed someone not too long ago who I respect a lot and spelled my own last name wrong because <laughs> I don't like, I like I know how to spell it, but I just kind of like fat thumbed my way through a quick email reply and I was like, what in the world? And it was just like one D I was like, I just spelled my name wrong. I'm an <laughs> idiot. So it's not like a typo, but it's just constantly embarrassing. Yeah. Um, there you know. Edie couple.
3: <laughs> Old Edie.
0: Many thanks to this week's sponsors
1: for making this episode possible. Remember you can start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter offer code relevant to get 10% off your first purchase. If you're going to make a website, uh, if you're going to make a website, great deal. Either
0: hire a team of incredibly talented designers or, or squares. Square
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh and I'm also Blue rethinking. Apron. You can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash relevant. Uh, thanks also to our guests for joining us. Local natives new album, Sunlit Youth, is out now. It is uh, one of the best albums of the year. We love it. Um go check it out uh, also to Jenny Allen her new book nothing to prove is out now as well I like her hey uh, relevant podcast network shows continue to launch uh, Shauna Nequist's show is on its fourth episode prop uh, that
0: show is good yes yeah. it is so is prop show prop show is like making me step back and think about a lot of
2: me, things me and Pro- Chandler th- Shauna's latest show uh, sparked a conversation with you and her parents this week right yeah, yeah. I, I was with them on Memorial Day and this week's it's about the Enneagram or the guy is a yeah. author who writes about the Enneagram. Yeah. So we talked about that quite a bit
8: because
1: they're yeah. really, really
2: into that. We're having a look lot at that. Of conversations Bridging, in our house. Building bridges right there. The
1: red the red couch podcast with propaganda and Alma oh. is on its third episode. Yeah, it's love great. it, love it. Uh, uh, the the <laughs> new <laughs> Eddie, activist. You
0: were about to say Eddie's podcast, yeah, right? The new
1: <laughs> activist uh, podcast hosted by our very own Eddie Koffels <laughs> yes, Copfels, yes. Um, uh, of IJM uh, fame, is is uh, on its That's second cool. episode. Yes, yeah. and uh, it's exciting so and so fun. And, and we have a few more in the pipeline, y'all. Uh, so throughout even... the summer and fall, there'll be
0: more shows. Oh. Coming I out? know about one of them. I'm really stoked. Do you really? Uh, I believe so. Like oh. The I don't. I there's can't. Ma- there's there's a there's a I'm pretty things. bad with hints, there's so a I'm a not going <laughs> to give a hint of what I think I know.
1: Uh, keep checking uh, relevantmagazine. slash podcast for for all the shows and and to connect. But uh, when you subscribe to all these shows on iTunes, especially, leave a review. Um, and, and it really helps the show's visibility. Yeah, and even for our show, we've been doing it 11 years, and <laughs> oh yeah, you
0: know, it's like, do you know you have like a thousand reviews for this show? I've never
4: seen
0: it. Isn't that funny? It's crazy. I know. I'm it, like, I have 64 on the new activists, and I'm like, well, this really warms my heart. 64. You have a 1,000.
1: But it's like, the funny thing is when you read them, right. like... Uh,
0: it's like 11 years ago they started. Yeah. yeah. It,
1: it's really funny to see the the feedback throughout the years. You know, like, uh, people like it. You Yeah. Know, that, and we love that. Uh, leave, leave a review if you like the show. Yeah, if you don't like the do. show, keep it to yourself. Hey, and when you're online, uh, check out uh, the new issue of Relevant at RelevantMagazine.com and you can subscribe now. Uh, There is a good deal going on for the redesigned Relevant. You can subscribe today. Well, on that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron String. I'm Eddie Koffelt. Chandler String. I'm Jesse Carey.
3: I'm Andy Barron.
1: Thanks, Andy, for joining us, Dan. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll see you next week.
2: I grabbed it by the horns, wrestled it, disemboweled it, and slept in it for a week. That's how I feel about life right now.